for sociopaths. I had an ex-boyfriend who told me, well, not sorry, not told me, asked me once, do you, like, feel things? Do you, like, have <laughs> any emotions? Oh and I was like, God. that's a really great question, and I'm going to answer honestly. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were starting. Hello. Rack, we're recording. Hooray. <laughs> I've rarely heard you talk like that before. I don't Welcome know. back. Welcome back. <laughs> I feel like we're welcoming, welcoming you back to, like, Disney Junior or something. That's exactly what it felt like when I said it. And then I was like, I've committed. <laughs> I <have to> be- <laughs> now I we're just going to talk like this the whole episode. This is That Pretentious Book Club, if you haven't been here before. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the club. Well, welcome to... Wait, can I do a Spongebob quote real quick? Sure. Welcome to our club. Welcome to our <laughs> club. Welcome Squidward. Welcome Squidward. Thank you. That's amazing. Yeah, you're a big Spongebob fan, so... It's true. If any if any of our listeners, like, love Spongebob, let me tell you, Kendall A.K.A. Spoons is there for you. I'm here for you. I understand you. I, um, Yes. Javi also likes Spongebob, so you're not alone. I was, I tried. I'm definitely not alone. I tried really hard to be into Spongebob. I tried, I thought maybe if I, if I consumed copious amounts of alcohol, maybe then I would like Spongebob. Y'all, I literally showed her like classic episodes wow. and she laughed maybe twice. That was I it. tried. I was even like, if I drink while I watch it, it'll be funny, I right? just, I didn't even know no. how to deal. Also. I didn't know how to deal. <laughs> Did I tell you that I showed Napoleon Dynamite to Haley and she like barely laughed? That's how I reacted the first time I saw Napoleon Dynamite. God, everyone, nobody understands. <laughs> nobody, nobody understands fine cinema like you. It's so true. I say as I sip my tea. <laughs> pretentious. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, welcome to the club. I hope that you've all brought your most pretentious observations about mm-hmm. life and the world with you. We certainly have. Yeah, as because well as uh, from SpongeBob. SpongeBob is funny. Is such a pretentious opinion. <laughs> My apparently mine is apparently pretentious, but I don't like he's not it's not no. It's all right. You know, we all have I've seen probably every episode cuz my siblings watched it all the time. I just I just never really liked it. It's all right. I still love you. <laughs> you really had to work for that and I appreciate that. You really had to work through Part that. of it was for comedic effect. Wait, let's cheers. Oh, here. Yeah, everyone listen. Ting. Wow. We just cheers with our tea. Um, so as I said, that's Kendall or Spoons. Uh-huh. We frequently forget to introduce ourselves, but um, that's, that's her. Yep. Wheezy. Yep. Wheeze into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Why did my first my first thought was giraffe noise? I, <laughs> I didn't even know what giraffes sound Is that the like. The sound a giraffe makes because then maybe there's some new potential for a new nickname here. I do need a new one. So. No, it's trash. Uh, what was the other one? Trash is not a good nickname. It just rhymes. <laughs> there was another one that was funny the other day. Was there? My prego sister is FaceTiming me. <gasps> Hello, Maddie. I'm sorry, Maddie. Hello, Madison. Her name is Barbie Ann. I was about phone. to say, ooh. Because <laughs> I called her Barbie. I used to call her Barbie. Like, see, I'm the queen of nicknames. I used to nickname people all the time. And mm-hmm. Maddie was super into fashion. And it's not like Barbie is a particularly clever name. No. But... But it's not That's bad. what I had nicknamed her because she was like, 
And when I mean fashion, I mean, do you guys remember when zebra stripes and purple and pink and green all together <laughs> oh was God. in fashion? Do you remember oh briefly when wearing God. a tutu over leggings was in style? Yes. Because Maddie was that generation of kiddo when that was in style. Oh, And Lord so Almighty. she used to wear them. And so she was just like, so she's always been with the trend, whatever the trend is. And mm-hmm. I've always been a million miles behind. <laughs> So even though, yes, Maddie was a part of the, the tutu over the leggings trend and like the pink and I, green. That must have been the blink of an eye because like I have the vague memory of it, but like yeah. I don't remember. Anyway. It wasn't a big trend. I just remember it because it was a shocking trend. <laughs> yeah. you go. It seems like you don't forget that, you know. No, I feel like I, the like kind of like punk Avril Lavigne style mm-hmm. when that was in style was the last time I was in style. Yeah. And, that's, and I really haven't caught up. <laughs> and I've never Ash, tried. You look to. cute right now. You always look cute. I'm wearing the same sweats I was wearing last time that we recorded. Oh, maybe they just my look good on you. My shirt says my shirt has a stain on it, which is why it's tied up like this. Oh. And it was what Maddie gave to me. That's why it's got the trendy lettering, and it says "stain in" is the new going out. Yeah, stain in is my only going out for the most part. So <laughs> look, I kind of upped my game this, to this week. Because... You look cute. You showed up and you looked like very like vintage and floral, Thank like you're ready you. for a tea party. This is my cottagecore outfit. It is very cottagecore. Um, I got. This, these, these two, wait, I'm wearing like this little bandeau. Th- Ooh. Shoot, I spilled something on it. Oh, well, oh, I can't man. tell. Uh, look at that. I just can't get enough of this freaking tea, man. What's the sound of my teapot jiggling because I have um, genetically shaky hands. He <laughs> used to be like, are you nervous? Are you okay? And I'm like, this, I look, I can't escape this. This is my physiology. <laughs> this is my physiology. I look, I was, I knew I would never be a surgeon. I knew it. <laughs> Not meant to be. That You can be whatever you want to be. No. Some of us can't be anything we want to be. Could not be a surgeon. That's okay, though, because I don't want to be a surgeon. Good. That works out. Yeah. I mean, being a surgeon's got to be one of the worst jobs, I can imagine. It sounds kind of awful. I'm really glad someone wants to do it. Oh, absolutely. It's definitely one of those jobs where I'm like, I am glad people are passionate about it. But that Could person never is not be me. me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. My hands are just too shaky. I'm, I have too much um, fear and anxiety in my life yeah. for that. I'd be like, I'd just be crying all the time. Like, what if I kill somebody? You'd have to hardcore just shut down, I feel like. I yeah. yeah. We'd have to be like a sociopath. Oh, I bet a sociopath would be a really good surgeon because they <laughs> well, would they make, do make like... make excellent serial killers. Well, that's true. For similar reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd be so analytical about it, you know? You yeah. wouldn't let your, like, nerves get in the way because mm-hmm. it's like... Well, I don't know. I don't want to speak for sociopaths. I had an ex-boyfriend who told me, well, not sorry, not told me, asked me once, do you, like, feel things? Do you, like, have <laughs> any emotions? And I was like, yeah. that's a really great question, and I'm going to answer honestly. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, you know, that's up in the air right now. You know, so I feel like I could I feel like I could do it. I feel like I could shut down enough to do it, hmm. but my physiology wouldn't allow me to do it. Well, I and think... also, I don't want to go to school for that No, no, no. That's yeah. way too much school. I think that you give off a good vibe of, like, being, like, chill and, like, non-emotional about stuff. But, like, I know internally you do feel things. I feel like I have crazy eyes right now because I'm on the verge of, like, wanting to go to sleep. I really see it. I know. I didn't expect you to be so tired. I'm sorry. I didn't either. It hit me right before you got here because I had a glass of wine and I was like right Ah. before you got here. So then I was like, oh, now I'm now I'm going to sleep. You know what we need to do? We need to get Whataburger after this. 
I'm so down. Mm. I am so down for Whataburger. That'd be great. We can watch Speed, finally. I remembered what it's called. Are oh you proud God. of me? I thought you were going to say no Speed today because you're too tired. And I was like, it's okay. I'll just not watch Speed today. It's, I'll just not watch because like, like, that's a giant problem for you. <laughs> Once you see it, you'll understand. You know? Apparently. Well, I guess well, it, see, it just, but I should stop hyping it because if you don't like it, you're really then it's it just so going to be a disaster, you know? Uh-huh. It'll be like the same level as when Haley didn't like Napoleon Dynamite, you know? But never mind. I didn't say that. It's not a big deal if you don't like it. It'll be fine because you don't. Okay, but. You also don't like SpongeBob and I love SpongeBob. I'm I'm recalling the SpongeBob incident. Well, yeah. (laughs) But you went into that knowing. Here's what I'm basing off of. I feel like because you like Sahara. I love Sahara. I know. Sahara? Sahara? I don't know. Yeah, you know, that one. One of my all-time favorite it, movies. Exactly. Aside from Hitman's Bodyguard, and by the way, there's a sequel coming out to that, and I'm very excited. Okay, continue. Yeah, I heard <laughs> so about that. Excited. Okay, I'm glad. <sighs> Anyways, continue. Sahara has the action. It has a little henna romance. It has the funny, you know? That's it's my got perfect, all of that. That's my perfect And that's what Speed combo. has, so that's why I'm like... This will work out. Okay. Well, then, it, yeah, it sounds like it would. Action with a little bit of humor is my sweet spot. Yeah. No matter what. And I, I don't even care if it's hokey. Like, oh, which speed is a little bit, so oh, it'll excellent. be fine. Well, then it is perfect. But I think you're totally right. Like, comedy action is maybe the best genre of film. Don't I, you think? I fully believe it is. I fully, fully <laughs> believe it is. To the point where there were, like, a couple years where... No, I, I was going to act like it's not still true. It's still largely true. If somebody's like, let's go to the movies, and I'm like, what movie is it? And it's not an action movie with comedy, I'm like, I don't want to go to that movie. Uh, never mind. <laughs> I watched the, I actually watched um, the original 1980s Blade Runner movie this morning, and I was like, it's not funny enough. <laughs> I need Blade Runner to be 10 times funnier than this. Thanks. <laughs> it was like digging the sci fi. Yeah. I like action. There's zero comedy in this whatsoever and i know mm-hmm. it's there's zero in the book also it's not yes. a funny book it's no. a super good book though see this will be good because you've seen the movie mm-hmm. i haven't seen the movie it'll be like I when we did myself. queen's gambit and yes. i knew the stuff i was didn't. thinking i had that thought this morning i woke up and i was like i have to watch the movie because i have a feeling she hasn't and some one <laughs> of us has to have <laughs> i have a feeling she's goofing off this week like usual <laughs> no, no no it wasn't that i was just like i think You're she's correct. busy so i was like I'm just going to watch it just in case. And then I also was like, what if she did watch it? And then I again didn't watch it, like with Queen's Gambit. Then mm. I was like, then I'm going to feel bad that I also didn't do it again. So <laughs> It could be funny then. It could be like a running gag. Like, that, I, that I always say I'm going to do it. You just like, do don't, don't watch the movies and I always watch the movies. That's not a running gag. That's my life. That's just what I do. <laughs> Whenever someone's like, like recommends a show to me, I honest to God have pretended to write it down on my phone before. <laughs> I know I'm not getting Sorry, microphone. It. I think I just killed somebody. <laughs> that was just like, uh-huh, yeah, good. I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, sure, yeah. I'll write it down so I remember it. Because I'm like, I want to stop talking about this now, and I have zero intention of watching it. <laughs> no offense, Marianne. I'll cop to it. Oh but I feel God. like she knows I do it. Not all the time, because the thing is, she's a movie buff, so she has really good suggestions. Mm-hmm. But I also, like, I just, like... I was going to say, I don't like new things. That makes me sound really close-minded. No, I get what you're saying. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to watch new stuff. Yeah. I want to watch the stuff that I already know I like. I've been in the, I've been <laughs> in that mood for like the last six months. Yes. So every time someone's recommended something in the last six months, unless it's been like an action comedy, because I know I almost like those all the time. Yes. So 
unless it's like that, I'm kind of like, mm, um, no thanks. I don't, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> thank you though. I'm yeah. like, thank you for your interest in my life, and that is all. <laughs> Exactly. Thank you for uh, caring enough to talk to, to suggest, me about I'm this. Like, but... I think that's why I act like I write it in my phone. It's like, I really want you to know that I appreciate the effort, even though I have zero intention of following it's through. It's not going to happen. That's how I am with like TV shows, I think. Yes. It's like, I think I can do movies most More of the time. More so with TV shows, yeah. yeah. With movies are better because it's a one-off, but yeah. it's like really big commitment with a show. Yeah, and they're like, oh, it's so good. It just doesn't get good until episode five or whatever. And I'm oh, like, well, then no. I'm not watching it. <laughs> I've said that about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but what I mean when I say Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. gets better when you get to, like, season three is that it's good the whole time. Uh-huh. It's fun. I'm sorry. It's fun the whole time. Uh-huh. It gets cinematically good in, like, season three. <laughs> but it's if you like action and comedy, it's a blast the oh, whole yeah. time. So but it only gets, I've like, high quality it. season three because everyone was like, this show's not going to make it. And I was like, I bet this show won't make it. And then it did, and now there's, like, seven seasons. Oh, good for them. They pulled yeah. it through. Well, now it's getting all dark. The last oh. two seasons have been really dark, so I'm still working through that. I hate that. I know. And I was like, I was in this for the action and comedy part. Yeah. And that's the first two seasons, comedy heavy. There was a lot of action, too, but very comedy heavy. And then, like, the, like, middle few seasons were, like, the perfect Marvel blend uh-huh. of, like, action, drama, comedy. And then the last two seasons have just been, like tearing your heart out because they can and it's Oof. so sad it's the only show or movie i have burst into tears at when a character died oh i remember this yes you because i don't cry out. at tv shows or movies but i could i was sobbing and i couldn't stop no because my favorite character died and i was just i didn't expect it at all yeah i was so heartbroken i mean that there are few emotions deeper than that mm-hmm. <laughs> And yet I, I've never, maybe this is what my ex-boyfriend thought I had no feelings, is I have never cried in a movie before or a show. And then Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got me. Wow. <laughs> that is a, for, like, I think that's a, what am I trying to say? I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. What, my words were saying resounding recommendation, but that's not <laughs> what I wanted to say. It's a... Um, it's a recommendation. <laughs> it's a, no, the recommendation is not the word. Uh, anyway. Well, it should tell you how good the show is. Yes, yes. that's what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah, I know yes. what you're trying yes. to say. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I know what you're trying to say. I got you. It's, it's funny that enough. you can't say it. <laughs> no, I got you. It's good enough as you long got as me. I understand. If I nobody got, got me, I know Ash got me. <laughs> I got you. So uh, this episode is about Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep by Philip K. Dick. And if you haven't caught on already, that is the book that uh, was the inspiration for, for ba- Blade Runner. <laughs> Blade Runner, which uh, was it? When was it? 1980. When did it come out? Sometime in there. 1980s. They made a an adaptation, kind of, kind of. Um, where is it? 1982. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then they created a sequel in. Uh, wait, did I get that wrong? Because I want to say 2017, but that sounds too recent. But yeah, no, it was. I think it, it was is. really it was recent. recent. Yeah. 2049. In, yeah, so 2049, which is the sequel. And it's got Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford, because Harrison Ford is in the first one. Yeah. And it looks so good, and I wanted to watch it, but I didn't have time. But that's a movie I will probably also watch. It yeah. looked really, really good. My brother and my dad, um, I guess, well, I remember them going to see it. Mm-hmm. But I guess they had already seen Blade Runner, probably. Well, so anyway, yeah. but they I really liked amazing. 2049. I almost only watched 2049 and was like, <laughs> I don't want to watch the original Blade Runner. But... I'm we all know how painful 80s sci-fi movies can be. 
They can be a little <laughs> painful. And I love sci-fi. But and I was going to say my favorite sci-fi movie is The Fifth Element, which is not original at all. But it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. But that one's hokey in all the right ways. So yeah. I'll take it. I just This I, one was like noir de- detective meets wait, sci-fi. I'm into that. You might like it. The whole time it's Harrison Ford being like, she walked in and... She had a. He does like a voiceover, like in oh, the yes, detective. Oh yes, yeah. He does the detective voiceover the Holy. whole movie, and it's all—it's not actually black and white, but all the tones are yeah, almost feels might like as that. well be. Yeah, it's oh my very, God. it's very noir detective style the whole time. Actually, maybe I would like that. Yeah, and so I say, insp- do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep inspired Blade Runner, because it is not based on. Yeah. Based on is too strong a term. <laughs> because Blade Runner definitely diverges from the plot of the book quite a bit. Also, in the like biggest sense, there's no electric sheep, which is, you know... Interesting. Yeah, pretty big symbol in the book. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, not in the movie. Um, well, you know. Yeah, a lot of things were different in the movie. You know what I found interesting is that... This is a recommendation, correct? Yes. So this book is a, a, a recommendation from Sebastian Roundtree, who I think I've told you about before, because he's this one of these, uh, I think he was an English lit major. He was in my English mm-hmm. lit classes anyways. And he, I'm sure everyone who had a class with him remembers him because he would give you the most specific compliments, <laughs> like the most specific. He would be like, like, come up to me like, your left shoe looks so nice today. And you'd be like... <laughs> Oh my god, thank you, Sebastian. <laughs> and just like it would make your day. I had can I had like two memories. I think once like I would I worked at the library at my university and I think he came in to I don't know, research something or rent his DVD or something or other. I don't know. Or maybe he was just coming in with someone. But I remember he was like, Oh hi, Ash, because we didn't really know each other. And so he came in and was like, oh, hi. And we were like, yeah, we know each other. Mm-hmm. That like vague recognition. He goes, Wow, your eyes look really pretty today. And Aww. I was just like Thank you, imagine. So nice of you. <laughs> you. I'm like he just—he gives people, and I would hear him do it to other people. Like, and every time you'd see the guy, he'd be giving someone a compliment that was really specific. That is lovely. So lovely, and there was like never any ulterior motive to it. And no. everyone, it was always surprising. No one ever expected it, ever. <laughs> Your so, nose looks absolutely adorable today. <laughs> yeah, it would be something that, like, just something like that. And everyone would be like, oh, my God. Um, well, thank you. Thank you, Sebastian. Yeah. And then he just, off he goes. And you're like, wow. there he goes. <laughs> He's like a benevolent spirit or something. He was he was the benevolent spirit of the uh, GC of English the- <laughs> lit hallways, 100%. <laughs> he, so this was his recommendation. Has He's still roaming them today. <laughs> well, thank you. Sebastian yeah and um yeah I was gonna say I think it's in this week I have had um many separate occasions of people being like I'm obsessed with that book it's my favorite book how did I know about this book men love this men love this book and I also love this book oh yes I'm not saying only men can like this book I just all the people (laughs) who have told me have been men I know I'm like oh that's cool I guess it's a is it like a godfather thing where it's like they've been keeping it (laughs) the men have been keeping it don't tell the women (laughs) but then sebastian's such a nice guy he's like we should really tell the women i know (laughs) oh my god oh my god wait sorry one uh, uh, hijacking this point i saw on twitter the other day somebody people were making jokes like or some girl had like posted pictures from um, American Psycho and w- said something about like how she loves this movie or whatever mm-hmm. and a couple of different men had like quote tweeted it and been like oh great the women found American Psycho oh, or whatever no. which was like they're d- making a joke but it was uh-huh. also like 
what like Why? and then everyone Make was quote tweeting show. them like you do know a woman directed it right <laughs> yes get them that's so funny like, get them that's hilarious mm-hmm. yeah i had another editing client this week who made me want to say i'm never editing for a man again and i know that that's sex i just i've gotten like the last three <laughs> authors that i've done performed edits for have happened to be men and they've also happened to be either openly misogynistic <laughs> and i mean that truly truly openly yeah. misogynistic or just real dumb yeah i don't think i this one i don't think he's a i don't think he's a bad guy i don't i don't even think he's misogynistic i just think like every time he his female character did or said anything i was like i have the distinct impression that you've never spoken to a real life woman <laughs> Oh no! Uh, anyways, oh my god! Yeah, I get I get some rough books to work on. Yeah. However, then again, we like with Queen's Gambit was written by a dude, and that one we were shocked by like what it's amazing so female character. So it's all about the actual yes. writers. That is funny though that that happened. Yes. <laughs> I guess it is about the writer for sure. It is, but and I I just and how much research you're willing to do, or it is. Uh... and also like when you speak to a woman. Do you listen when she replies to you? Very true, very true. That's what it seemed to be, is, like, he would, like, his character, the guy character would say something to the girl character, and then the girl character would reply in a way that I could easily picture a guy would, like, predict she might, you know, respond, but, like, wouldn't actually respond. Yeah. And I was like, you've done half the work, and I don't think you're a bad guy. You're halfway there, buddy. But I think you need to put some more effort into actually listening to, there's, like, like, the character's, like, She's highly pregnant, like about to pop, right? And she's like in a really bad mood. And her husband has been like in the plot. He's been away for like almost a year, right? Mm-hmm. Like with his job, right? So so she's mad, you know, mm-hmm. she's like, she's pretty upset. But he describes her anger as entirely because she was very pregnant. And I'm like, hmm. that's not how that works. I'm just, for a tidbit for, for anyone hmm. who doesn't know yet, I would assume it's mostly dudes who don't know just because they don't have the, ha- the same like hormonal mood swings thing. If a girl's upset, it's not because of her hormones. However, the hormones can make it worse. But let me tell you, if she's upset about it now, she was already upset about it. Yeah. The hormones just make you a little more mad than you already were. Exactly. It doesn't just make you like mad about something that didn't exist. Yeah, it's yeah. like my ability. Just it's more be like the emotion. Hormones what? now let's, on this podcast. Let's do it's it. like let's my inform. ability to like not allow things to upset me mm-hmm. as much is so much greater when I'm not like Hormonal. PMSing or yeah. something. Yeah. Well, as soon as that happens, it's like, the actually, I'm control. not going to hold this down. Yeah. I'm actually going to be mad about it. <laughs> yeah. It's just what it does is it turns the dial on all of your emotions up just a few notches <laughs> is what it does. That's what I told my husband too, because like, I'll sometimes be like a really bad mood. I've got, so I don't know if this is TMI, but I don't care because if there's any ladies out there with... PMDD, it's called premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Let me know. Shout me out here because how do you deal? I need some help. It's really frustrating. It's basically this thing where, you know how like, so when women PMS, you got like the one big hormone spike each month. So when you have PMDD, you can have that a few times a month. There's no real schedule to it. So I just am suddenly crazy. <laughs> just at random times throughout the, and there's some other symptoms yeah. and stuff too, but that one is like easily the most like irritating one. <laughs> So if anyone has thought of any, like, has anyone found any, any solutions to that? I would love yes, to hear people them. people who have that, people who yeah. have periods, chime in. Please. Are we, now we're a period podcast. Now we're <laughs> <laughs> All people who have periods, let's yes. chime in. We went in. from this is a book that, guys, that men it. love to 
we're going to talk about periods now. No, but my, my point was, so my husband's also been like, wow, you're like big mad. He calls it big mad big when mad. I'm like really mad. Okay, why do me and Javi have the same phrases? I have no idea, but you there, do We sometimes. have so many, I don't know. I think our sense of humor is just very you similar. You have very similar, yeah, you okay. do. Very, very similar senses of humor. Because I say that sometimes as well. Big mad. And the, so earlier when he said... Peep the gram. I was peep like, the gram. that's hilarious. So yeah, every time he wants me to look at his Instagram now, he texts me, peep the gram. And I'm just like, oh my God, who are you? I would just say, hey, have you seen my Instagram? Or look at my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, but why would he say that when you can say peep, peep the, the gram? gram? <laughs> you also loved when he put a picture of him and I at the river. And he put, it's all for the gram. Bitches love the gram. <laughs> You loved it. It was so funny. I had to I'm comment. So, I thought it was funny that you only after you thought it was funny. Before that, I was just like, why did you caption it like this? I don't understand. Who are these bitches that you that you want to love your gram? So I, was like, I, didn't get <laughs> I did not get the humor in it at all until I saw you laughing about it. Then I was like, oh, I guess it is funny. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I'm clearly not the paragon of humor. Well, he thought it was also really funny. That's why he did it. It's because he thought it was funny. And I was just like, I'm not getting the joke. But apparently you guys get the joke. So that's all that I don't know. I, I can't explain why it's funny. That's okay. But yeah, anyway, sometimes my hormones will go like, like he'll be like, wow, are you mad because your hormones are crazy? And I'm like, no, no, no. I was already mad. It made me matter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So anyways. Do you, do you know that? SNL sketch where it's like Kylo Ren undercover boss. Yes. <laughs> and it's amazing. I'm obsessed with that sketch, first it's a of all. Good, it's a great sketch. But there's that one part where I don't remember even what he's responding to now. I used to know. But he says, the way he says it, he says, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I always, I, me and Haley always say it like that. Exactly. Exactly. Because it's so it's so funny. Anyway, I just said exactly the what I think of things, it. The littlest things entertain you in the strangest ways. And I like it. <laughs> that sketch is hilarious. It is hilarious. Part. I didn't laugh at that, at the way he said the word exactly. In it. I laughed at other things from it. But <laughs> I haven't had my muffin yet, Matt. <laughs> when, he, when he's like, throws that guy through the wall. And then he's like, dude, Matt straight up sucks. <laughs> And when he goes, everyone, I have a bombshell announcement to make. My name is not Matt. It's and they're like, you're Kylo Ren. We know you're yeah. Kylo Ren. And it was he's so like, good. It? and then the guy goes, <laughs> he goes, yeah, I knew when you threw me through the wall. And he's like, the other guy's like, yeah, I knew from hi, I'm Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I just got a huge volume spike. This is just now an SNL sketch podcast. Let's all talk about our favorite sketches. And hormones, apparently. And hormones. All this to say, men love do androids people electric sheep. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry I keep derailing us. No, I do. I was like, I'm going to talk about PMDD for a minute. <laughs> let's, let's talk about Public it. Public service announcement. Let's get into it. Well, it's a thing not a lot of people know exists, which means that like not a lot of people have strategies for it, including me. <laughs> so... You're like, please, anyone? I'm like, please. Hello, help me, please. Can anybody hear me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they gave me something for a little while for it that really helped. And then they were like, ooh, we have to recall that it's giving women strokes and they're dying. And I was like, "Mm." oh, excellent. Yes, it was great. I went into the doctor and they're like, wow, your blood pressure is really high. And I was like, I'm sure it's because I don't like to go to the doctor. And they wouldn't let you leave, right? Yeah, they were like, we don't want to let you go. And I was like, 
why? And they're like, your blood pressure is getting higher and higher. And I'm like, well, now it's because you're keeping me here. <laughs> and they're like, no, we're afraid if we let you go, you're going to have a stroke. And I was, so I was there for like an hour and a half. This was a normal doctor's office. This is not like a hospital emergency mm-hmm. room. And then they were like, we, I think we need to take your office medicine. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, well, now I need Holy a new cow. strategy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Being a woman is so much fun. We love it. We love having. I was gonna say we get to wear heels, hormones. which is fun. But I, some people actually really, really hate heels, so that's not really a, a win-win. For I kind of dislike heels because I'm so tall already. Oh, it makes, makes me sense. feel awkward. Yeah. So because I've always been so tall, I like mm-hmm. never even like learned to walk in them very well because uh-huh. I was just like, I don't want to deal with that. Well, you don't. You don't need the height boost. Yeah, and I don't need the height boost. I'm but... like ninety percent torso. <laughs> <laughs> My legs are, are so short, and my my body is so long. <laughs> I'm like, a little bit of heel makes it look like my legs are not quite so stubby. Uh, you do look good in heels. Thank you. That's because I, I need the inches. I think that I look weird weirder in them because I'm so tall, and because I'm like I just can't 30 percent torso. <laughs> like my legs are way longer. Yeah, if you have long legs and then you wear heels, it's like. Yeah, kablam! It's, you can't look anywhere it's else. Like too much. Plus, I I think I'm just. You know, I'm like like kind of bigger and like taller, so people like kind of I think notice me more. It Not would be like, like in a if you wore heels, way, it would like... be this is my look at me outfit. Exactly. Any outfit that you would wear with heels would have to be your look at me. Outfit. I know, and I don't want that, so that's why I never wear them. But like when I'm sitting down, this mm-hmm. is how I figured out I'm mostly legs. I think because mm-hmm. I don't know that it's necessarily obvious when I'm in like looking in the mirror, uh-huh. but. When I'm sitting down, like even straight up, I am like the same height as someone who was way shorter than me. That's hilarious. because their torso is longer. Yeah, and my legs are. Well, like longer. if I sit up straight, like look at us. Yeah, we're, we're almost the like same. Like the same height. This is what I'm saying. That's and so I, funny. in real life, I'm like four inches taller than you or something. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, my I learned because I had these friends in high school who were both teeny, teeny, tiny, short waisted, which I never noticed until they were like, you know, what's funny is I can put my fingers. Uh, right underneath my bottom rib and then bend sideways and it pinches like their hip bone and the rib pinch their fingers. What? That's how short-waisted they were, both of them. And I was like, whoops, sorry. like I tried to do it and I was like, I got, I got hella room. I can't get anywhere close to that. And then also like, I can't wear rompers because oh, way too much body, <laughs> way too much torso, too much waist. <laughs> so everything just like rides up immediately because it's the, all the waist. Yeah. Yeah. The, the so, ratio is not correct. The ratio is not correct. It's 90% torso, oh, no. 10% legs. Yeah. That sounds like the beginning of a rap. 90% torso, 10% legs. She can't wear rompers or she'll... Some... Something... Anyway, we're I talking about it. Do Android streamable. <laughs> we need to stick to our strengths. <laughs> yeah. Rapping is clearly not our strength. Once again, we need to reach out to Eminem. I can do... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, didn't we make a joke about Ryan Gosling a couple episodes ago? We did. One of our earlier episodes. Yeah. The oh. hot Gosling. The hot Goss. Oh, yeah. yeah. I said, I bring the tea, you bring the hot Gosling. Yeah, that was funny. I wish one of us would bring the hot Gosling. <laughs> Where is he? Ryan? Wait, Ryan. I think that was the joke last time. Get in here, Ryan. <laughs> oh, no. We have one joke. What if he actually did, though? What if he just, what if I was like, surprise, Kendall, I've had him on standby for the time when I knew we'd make the joke again. <laughs> I'm fr- personal friends with Ryan Gosling, Gosling. movie star Ryan Gosling. Oh, no, he wouldn't be friends with me because I haven't seen Blade Runner 2049. 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 
which I want to see so bad. Oh God! I literally had the okay. This is how this is how much I don't recognize celebrities. Is like the whole trailer. I was like, who is that boy? I think I recognize him. <laughs> oh my time. god and then in the credits it said ryan goss and i was like oh it's ryan <laughs> oh wow i'm literally sur- see recognizing celebrities and like caring about celebrities is one of my major strengths and i am surrounded I'm by so people who I absolutely do. have no idea who celebrities it's are it's a huge relief that one of us on this podcast <laughs> does though but it's also like i'm clearly the one with no life because i'm like i know who's dating people you know That's hilarious. but like you emily Haley, none life. of y'all know can recognize anybody. I have no life and I don't know what he wants. So what does that mean? What do I do with my time? I'm clearly wasting my life away. You spend all your time yelling at the cats to not get on the counter. I pretty much do. By the way, I gave up, you guys. I um I took the spikes off my counter. It's pretty much they can do whatever they want now. I give up. I surrender to them and they can do whatever they want forever. <laughs> Flora thinks that the double <laughs> I feel like we end up quoting Mulaney oh like my God, almost always. once an episode. Sorry. John Mulaney's a king. He's so funny. Derailed it again. That's Go okay. ahead. Um, but yeah, so I put double stick tape on my counter and it works for Yen, but Flora still thinks it tastes good. So I'm not 100% sure what's going to work for her. She is so interesting. I have the weirdest cats in the whole world. <laughs> our, our supreme leader is, a, she's an oddball. Yeah, the supreme leader is kind of, she's a, she's one of a kind. She, she certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the nicest way you can describe her. Javi's, I can hear him being up in arms right now. She's perfect. She's beautiful. Oh, yeah. He does not like it when anyone says anything that could potentially not be 100% positive about our Supreme Leader. Let me pose you this question. Mm-hmm. Trying to um, segue into the book. If Flora died, would you replace her with an android version of Flora so Javi wouldn't be sad? No, Javi would do it for himself. And I wouldn't keep it from him. (laughs) But he would, I definitely wouldn't try and protect him from it. I'd be like, death is a natural part of life, Javier. And he would be like, I'm replacing her with an electric cat so that I never forget her and I'm never alone. And I'd be like, what am I chopped liver? And he'd be like, you're nothing compared to this cat. (laughs) That's exactly what I'm I'm sorry, what did you say? (laughs) I'm already ordering it. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what would happen. What about you? What would you do if, um, if your fishies? If my fishies passed away, I'd be sad. And I would, I think I wouldn't mind having electric fish. Although I don't know how that, I guess it would. I would like electric fish right now. Not as a replacement, just because it seems like a lower maintenance version. Exactly. They seem low maintenance. Um, It kind of does the same thing. I mean. I don't know. Is it low maintenance though? Because in the book, he still has to like feed the sheep and stuff. And they make it sound like there's a lot of like mechanical, like uh, basically veterinary stuff. I don't know. I guess. I I don't know. Can electric fish get the ick like Finn did? (laughs) I don't know. I would think not, but they could have other mechanical breakdowns. But then I guess you could also, always just repair it or get a new fish. Yeah, what is the, what's, how do we, does them being water creatures throw a wrench and stuff? Because like, do they, I'm assuming they have their own set of. Well, we have submarines. <laughs> I was going to say the word submarine. <laughs> Sub- we have submarines. Me not understanding um, <laughs> modern technology. <laughs> we have the technology. I think we have underwater technology now. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm just like. I don't know. It seems like they short circuit or something. And you would think so, but I mean, I don't know. They've got like pool toys and stuff that like. Yeah, literally. What am I talking about? I'm insane. <laughs> <laughs> I 
don't know. But those are not made to stay in the water 100% of the time. You'd think they'd wear out pretty fast. Yeah. Hmm. I guess maybe it depends on what what are you willing to pay for your fish? Because if you're willing to pay, like, a lot of money, you could probably get a really high-quality fish that's right. not going to, like, eventually start to leak and then malfunction. Mm-hmm. But if you pay for a cheap one, it might be kind of like the equivalent of buying, like, one of those, like, electric pool toys that works for a little while until something loosens up somewhere yeah. and then it You're gets probably right. Out. I wonder, though, if you had electric fish, if that would be less noticeable to other people. You could pretend like they were real for longer and more easily because who's going to reach in there and, like, grab a fish and find (laughs) its little, like, on switch or whatever? No no one's going to. You know? I think same with the snake. And that was a thing where um, in in Blade Runner, the movie, there's a a snake. Mm. There's an electric snake. And that's the same. It's like, no one's going to mess with that snake. No, it looks it looks like real aggressive. So no. One's yeah, they're like I I don't need to know that bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine with me. I don't care. You can pretend it's real. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. Like that it's a, I mean, what's the, what's it called? A spoiler. I forgot what spoilers were called. <laughs> so detached what's that word yeah. called? Well, well, we do. Ryan would know. <laughs> yeah, he's in the movie biz. <laughs> he's in the movie biz. He'd know what a spoiler is. <laughs> All that Hollywood swanky talk. <laughs> I it, clearly between the two of us, I'm the one with less life. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, but yeah, spoiler: um, having a living, breathing animal is a huge status symbol in this book. In yeah. This world. Is that Which a spoiler? Is, or is it more just the premise? It's, I was trying to be facetious by calling it a spoiler. Oh, but then I, but then I messed up the the comedic effect of the facetiousness <laughs> by forgetting what, what it was called. Okay, so I ruined my own. Very Wait, do it dry again. Joke. I'll laugh. I uh, I can't. Okay, <laughs> never mind. It was funny. Spoilers. Ryan Gosling. Um, <laughs> Ash, how you two go on? <laughs> now I'm wheezing. I could just take. Oh, that Ash, that was another. <laughs> what, Miss Ash? Oh, girl, that was so. <laughs> Such a divergence, <laughs> all the way back. Yes, my uh, when I taught preschool, my uh, well, I, I first I taught two year olds, and then I I, uh, I was gonna say taught babies. I ran an infant class. I I always hated saying, "Oh, I teach babies," because I'm like, it's when not. Teach, they're just learning about. Alive. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what they're learning, and I'm I'm facilitating it, but it doesn't feel like it's right to say I'm teaching them. Yeah, yeah but uh, my two year olds called me Miss Ass. Because they can do the the sh sound, the ash, and all the parents didn't want to call me Miss Ass, and they never really learned what my name was, so they all just called me Miss Ashley, no matter what. Even though on the door it says Miss Ash, mm-hmm. but they only know that their kids come home and say today Miss Ash, blah 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 blah, and so they'll come and be like uh, Miss Ashley, Ashley, and I'm like, okay, this has to stop. This has to stop. <laughs> oh, so funny. Oh, yes, Miss Ass. Like is objectively one of the funniest things I can imagine. Miss ass, <laughs> trash. I just want a positive but entertaining nickname. Is that so much to ask? Wow, see that almost sounded like a rap. <laughs> we're close I, there. I have a hidden talent. A very hidden talent. <laughs> deep, deep and it should down. stay hidden, I believe. I fully believe it should stay hidden. <sighs> well, should we do the book then? Yeah, let's do the book then. Okay, so... <laughs> So Philip K. Dick is our author for this episode. Um, I suddenly questioned if all the words I said were correct. I was just suddenly like, do I know how to speak English? <laughs> yes, I do. Jury's out. Okay. So I couldn't find a .org. So I guess all oh, of this boo. information may or may not be trustworthy. 
because I got it from a .com. I got it from the Britannica.com and from the Wikipedia. Well, we trust Britannica. And honestly, I do trust Wikipedia. Honestly, I do trust Wikipedia, too. So... Philip K. Dick, or Philip Kindred Dick, was born oh. on December 16th in 1928. Sagittarius? No. Yes! He's a Sagittarius! <laughs> <laughs> yep, in Chicago, Illinois. He's a Sag. I'm so good. I'm so good. So we were saying, like, last episode, I think, maybe the one before, that only, like, was it Pisces and, and Taurus can be famous authors, mm-hmm. but... Hey, but he's a Sag, and he's had a lot of movies made out of his stuff. Yes, he's very famous. Very famous. Now, he wasn't in his time. So he was, he was, uh, personal life, man, his personal life, there was so much. So I just really shortly condensed it, and if you want to learn more about, um, about Philip K. Dick, then I would just, if I were you, go look it up, because there's so much to learn. I was not going to spend an hour of the podcast, uh, listing all of it out, but, um, suffice it to say, a pretty dramatic life. A lot of the drama was self-made, but then isn't it for all of us? <laughs> so, you know. Um, so he was married five times, which seemed, okay. you know, uh, had three children. He, it sounds like he struggled with depression and paranoia. Mm. There was an incident where he may or may not have tried to kill one of his wives by driving her off a cliff or something. I'm sorry, what? Yes, yeah, this is what I'm saying is people are going to want to look into this guy and his life. Wowie. But he said that she tried to kill him, so it was in self-defense. So who actually knows what was what? But basically, there's a little glimpse into his personal life. Okay, lots of drama, lots That's of just drama. one of his marriages. So anyways, <laughs> I didn't go into detail with all of them because I was like, I'm going to be here all day. Mm-hmm. So he worked briefly in radio before attending Berkeley for just one year. Uh, he wrote primarily dystopian and paranoid fiction. In all, he wrote 44 novels and 121 short stories. Whoa. Yeah, a ton. Getting busy. Very busy. So his first story, Beyond Lies the Wub, was published <laughs> in 1952. I don't know what that's about. So uh, lots and lots of short stories, like I said, which were published throughout. But his first novel, Solar Lottery, was published in 1955. Uh, his, all of his work is really heavy with themes of like, um, broken illusions of reality and nothing is really what it seems like it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's apparently a theme in a lot of his work, which is definitely a theme in Android's Dream of Electric Sheep. I definitely, a couple times while reading this was like, I suddenly am not sure what's happening or... So, oh, yep. Yeah. That was me as well. Okay. Yep. Thank goodness. <laughs> yep. I think it was, it sounds like that was supposed to be that way because that's what he did in a lot of his books. So, um... To Android's Dream of Electric Sheep was published in 1968 and adapted into a movie, like I said, in 1982. And the sequel to that movie just came out in 2017 with Ryan Gosling. The original movie had Harrison Ford, very detective noir Like mm-hmm. I said, so if you like that and you like sci-fi, you probably would like the movie. And then the 2017 movie just looks really, really good. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see it. Um, <clears throat> sorry, that was a very pretentious way I cleared my throat. And that was on, that was on brand <laughs> for us. So... Uh, that he was not particularly famous or successful in his day. Like, he passed away um, depressed and impoverished, I think was how Britannica put it, or uh-huh. how Wikipedia put it. Um, like Mozart. Yeah, like a lot of the greats. He was yeah. not appreciated in his day at all, uh, except for by other people in the sci-fi circle. But this is true of a lot of classic sci-fi. Um, sci-fi is just never, it's never the most popular genre, you yeah. know? Like, it, it never really gets its day. So I'm not, I'm not super surprised by that. Um, uh, he struggled with drug abuse and mental illness, which is why I was saying earlier that it sounds like he struggled with depression and paranoia Mm -hmm. because uh, he did have some mental issues and then drug abuse, of course, doesn't help. 
Uh, he passed away um, from stroke complications March 2nd, 1982 in Santa Ana, uh, California oh. at 52 years old. Did the movie come out before that or after that in the same year? I don't know. That's a great question. Wait, let me We're going to find really out. Really quick, IMDb okay. being um, Blade Runner. That's okay. So a lot of his works, while you're looking it up, a lot of his works were adapted into film. Do Android Dream of Electric Sheep was not the first one by a long shot. Um, mm. In fact, I took a screenshot because I didn't want to write in my notebook by hand just how many there were. There were a lot, including... Um, so We Can Remember It For You Wholesale was in one of his stories that was turned into Total Recall, which was originally made in 1990 and then recall. 2012. And then Second Variety was adapted into a movie called Screamers in 1995. The Minority Report was the Minority Report in 2002. Yep. Um, and uh, A Scanner Darkly, yep. um, 1977, and then again 2006. And then, That's I didn't know this one. Movie. Is it? Yeah. Of course you would know. <laughs> the Man in the High Castle was loosely adapted as a serial drama um, starting in 2015. So, I remember that coming out. I remember that too. I was like, wow, I did not know The Man in the High Castle was Philip K. Dick. Yeah, that's what I was, I was like. This is such a bummer because he was not, you know, famous in his time at all. Yeah. But like he really, his work has been super pervasive in the sci-fi um, entertainment world. Blade Runner came out in June of that year. So he was already dead. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. But His it sounds, sounds like he wasn't sad. the same anyway, so maybe he wouldn't care. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, so it was, he, it had um, kind of the same character, like, like so J.R. Isidore, right? One of the characters? Yes. So they changed his name to J.F. Sebastian in the movie. And I was like, I don't know. Isidore why. is a better name. And instead of making it so that he didn't pass, like, the IQ test, mm-hmm. he, they gave him, like, a um, like a genetic thing where he aged really quickly. Oh. And I was just like, so some of the changes, I was like, I don't. Still don't see why you had to make that change. <laughs> Could have been the same. <laughs> yeah. And then and the, and the other main difference in the movie is that, um, so Harrison Ford, who plays the main character, Rick, um, he's already quit the police department at the oh. beginning, and then they make him come back. And he's already divorced at the beginning of the oh. movie. And then he mentions his ex-wife briefly, and then he's got, you know, the... Honestly, he probably should have done that anyway. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Seemed like a great marriage. (laughs) It was not. No, it wasn't. And I I tried to have hopes for it at the end, but I don't know. Anyways, so there's our bio. Do you want to give us our summary? Oh, again, this is another another one of those books that's a standalone, and it's relatively short. So if you're looking for a short sci-fi read and it's really fast-paced, this is a good one. Yeah, it was pretty fast-paced. I listened to the audio book. Um, again oh nice so i liked the reader he was good i got it on audible but oh here's my oh i was so mad because i was like looking for an audiobook and i typed in like do androids dream of electric sheep into mm-hmm. audible and it was showing me blade runner and i was like what i was like is this like uh, an what? adaptation of the movie yeah so i clicked on it because it did not say do androids dream of electric That's sheep so it said blade runner but it's not the and same no and so i was like That's i don't upsetting. know if this is what i need and so then i went to the reviews and everyone was mad and they were like this is indeed do androids dream of electric sheep by this Philip is K. indeed <laughs> how dare it was really funny they were so offended that they changed the name That's hilarious. um anyway yeah if at any time I say something um, incorrect, please um, jump in gotcha. because I was sometimes confused. Okay. I was also. So our okay. listeners might have to. Sebastian might have to correct <laughs> us. Sebastian, I apologize if I you picture one of your favorite books. <laughs> I did enjoy it, though. I love um, this book. And I, but I also really love sci-fi. So I was probably going to yeah. like it regardless. But I also loved how fast-paced it was because sometimes sci-fi can be yes. not 
this was. And this I was great. kind of always forget that I do like sci-fi, I think. Because mm-hmm. if I read it, I'm like, I like this. But then I just never seek it out. So well, it's like it has yeah. to happen to me or sci-fi something. Sci-fi is that thing where it can be really hard to do right. Mm-hmm. Like that's And if you read bad sci-fi or you watch bad sci-fi, then it, I feel like people are just like, well, it's ruined. And they're never try yeah. again. And I understand because bad sci-fi is like really painful. Yeah. More painful than like bad versions of other things. <laughs> but great sci-fi. I mean, I'm a huge sci-fi fan, obviously. So great sci-fi is, it makes it all worth it. Yeah, pretty and great. And this is. So as with a lot of, I don't know, this seems like a common trope, but uh there has been a devastating world war. Uh-huh. And World War Terminus, right? World War Terminus. I love that. Me too. I love that I'm like I call kind it of that. obsessed with that. Good name for a band, I think. Um, oh my gosh. That's a great name for <laughs> let's do it. Let's start a band. Let's start po- official podcast band, World War Terminus. So the atmosphere is kind of like screwy after this. Mm-hmm. Um and they keep referring to like the dust and stuff. Uh-huh. And basically animals have been dying so there are like not that many like there's no owls left Mm -hmm. definitely yeah and like certain animals are like completely extinct but because of this it's kind of like a status symbol to like Mm -hmm. have like a pet like an animal yeah um but and at first i was like i don't know maybe i was just not paying enough attention at the very start because i was like he really cares an awful lot about I don't know. Everyone is so obsessed with it. Yeah. Like, more so an than I would have expected. Mm-hmm. But I guess because... I guess it's for two reasons. And it's because there are not very many left. So having one yeah. is a big deal. And also because it's like... Empathy. The empathy yeah, thing. Yeah. It shows that you have empathy. Yes. Yeah, which exactly. is a big deal. It's like to use like a hot button word now. It was virtue signaling in the book. Yes. Yeah. Okay. True. Wow. I got you. Yeah. Got it. Um... <laughs> So, but then also Earth has, like, colonies on other planets, like, on mm-hmm. Mars. Um, yeah. So, they're, the Rosen Company is this company that manufactures androids yeah. on Mars. And these androids are, like, extremely lifelike. Yes. Um, so, gosh, I have a lot of feelings about this. Okay. I know. Um, I know. So, the... Um, some of these androids have like escaped and come to earth mm-hmm. and um our main character his name is rick um he is a bounty hunter for the san francisco police department yes and he um is tasked with like finding these specific androids that... and retiring them yes retiring them. <laughs> yeah quote unquote retiring <laughs> retiring yeah um so he's got this like list of androids he's got to go retire um but yes rick deckard so rick has kind of like um his marriage is like not great no they're like his wife's very depressed yeah. and they just kind of don't seem like they really care about each other that no. much. Well, it's a little bit hard because she's like, I'm depressed. And he's like, stop being depressed. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. Like, Rick. They're very they're very much on different page. Until the very end of the book, mm-hmm. weirdly, they're on a different page for the whole thing. And he even says that they almost got divorced and maybe they should have. Yeah, and he I, did say that. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also this thing where um, our supreme leader is rolling around. By the door. Oh, oh my god! And she ran away. Okay. Sorry. Continue. Goodbye, Supreme okay. Leader. The, so they everyone has like this thing where they can like 
make themselves feel certain emotions. Uh huh. The like weird mood. Yeah. The like thing. mood control thing. Okay. Like I know his wife was kind of annoying a lot, but I was also like, mm, I'd be doing the same thing. I kind of felt bad right for now. her. Honestly, I felt bad for her too. And he was like, Why don't you just use the machine to make yourself feel better? And I was like, I wouldn't. <laughs> Especially if I was already depressed, I'd be like. No. Yeah. No, I'm not going to because I'm already, I'm depressed and I don't want to. Exactly. So. Like, don't make me. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. The idea of it's kind of weird to me. Like, I, I mean, like obviously it. it's weird, but it, it would give me an icky feeling, I no. think. No. Seems like a great way to control the masses. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So they also um, have the, uh, sorry, there's no, no, mercerism. Yes. Which is. Yeah. Okay. It's like a weird new religion. Yes, it's like this religion where... I was not about this. I did not like this. <laughs> no. They use these empathy boxes mm-hmm. that, like, link people. Yeah. It's like this virtual reality type situation. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. And so, like, Mercer is this guy who's, like, kind of this martyr who's, like, continuously getting, like, shit on. Yeah. And he's not, like, like literally, like... but... <laughs> <laughs> what a weird religion. <laughs> He has to like walk. He's always walking up this mountain, and like people are like throwing rocks at him. Yeah, I mean not people. You can't really see who's throwing the rocks, but rocks are always being thrown at him. And you can get hit by a rock, and then you'll be bleeding like in real life. Yes, it's yeah. really, really crazy. Yeah, and if you feel like really happy, you're supposed to like connect to the empathy box yes. so that you share your joy. Yeah, it's like morally wrong not to. Yes, um, I did not like that. Yeah, it's really um, screwy. So anyway, it's very screwy. Uh, so basically. Rick, um, as we said, he's a bounty hunter. He's going off to find these mm-hmm. androids. Yes. Um, and Rick has an electric sheep, but he doesn't have a real animal. Yes. And no one knows it's electric because, I mean, at the beginning he tells one of their neighbors because yeah. he's just, like, so fed up with the ruse. Yes. But otherwise he's like, don't tell anybody it's electric. Yeah, because it's embarrassing. Like, it's embarrassing. It basically, it's, it's like white trash. Like, we're, we're trash. Because, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, um, so... Yeah, it's kind of like embarrassing that it's not a real sheep. He'd like a real animal. Mm-hmm. And all they this had stuff. one and it died. So Exactly. Yeah. So like nobody really knows. Um, but um, like there's that one scene where he's like thinking about getting an, uh, the ostrich, but it's like yeah. really expensive. expensive. And he's gives like the guy like a fake name. He's like, uh, yeah, call me back. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, anyway, so Rick ends up meeting with people from the Rosen company and mm-hmm. he meets Rachel Rosen who is um he he's trying to test this test that he yeah. has to like determine whether somebody is an android because yeah. there's this new variant of the android nexus the six. nexus 6 yeah. and they're like the most advanced and yes. it's like really hard to tell if they're human or not yeah basically there's like this test that Rick the has comp the right comp test yeah um or, and the guy said it so funny in the audiobook. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. I was like, shut <laughs> up, Rick. Honestly, I did not like Rick for most of the book. Um, yeah, that's fair. And uh, so he's, he administers the test to mm-hmm. Rachel, kind of like to test it and demonstrate it. Yeah. But Rachel ends up being an android. Yeah. And he's like, I know you're an android. And they, at first they deny it, but then it's like, okay, yeah. Yeah. So Rachel's an android. Um. But he, she's, like, under the protection of the company. She's not, like, a rogue android that he's trying yeah. to catch. So it's not like he's going to murder her. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, retire her. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. So, anyway, then he ends up going. Oh, the and- I don't know if we mentioned this. The androids are coming to Earth 
from Mars and other planets because they're literally used as slaves. Like, yeah, yeah, I didn't mention that. Sorry. Yeah. No, so that's anyway. So that's why the androids are trying to escape back to Earth is because they're like, well, we don't want to be people's slaves. And I'm like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. Yeah. So there, <laughs> there's this. Um, oh, I didn't mention um, my favorite character, J.R. Isidore. He's my favorite character too. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Of course, he is. He's this... really the only good. <laughs> he's literally yeah i was yeah. thinking of my favorite character while i was reading it and i was like i think there's only jr yeah. isidore is my favorite because yeah, he's the same. only one i like um, Poor at guy. all yeah <laughs> they call him a chicken head yeah he didn't chicken pass head. the iq test and exactly. i'm like exactly i don't know he does like mechanic stuff he seems smart enough to me yeah it's just he would kind of like fumble his words every now and then yeah. and stuff and they're like what a chicken head this guy is i know and i'm like he seems totally totally fine he was I think the only nice the one too yeah, yeah everyone was so rude to him like when they yeah. made him call he works at a vet clinic yeah he like drives animals yes yeah and so there's like one part where this lady um their cat dies and yeah he's... and he actually picks up their cat because he thought it was electric yes but it's a real cat and and so then they have to call and mm-hmm. like tell her that the cat is dead. And so, but like his You're mean so boss mean. Makes, him makes him do him it. Do it. Even he though like he... has a stutter and he's like, yeah, he's like really embarrassed nervous. to do it because he's like yeah. been labeled, you know, yeah. a chicken head. Chicken. <laughs> and so, but they end up, he has to do it. And yeah. then anyway, that was sad. But she yeah. was like, yeah, I'm just, that's why I asked the question. To be honest, she... he's, it didn't, his thing didn't seem intellectual. It seemed like, like a social problem because it was only he when he was nervous. nervous. And I was like, well, if we're going to label everybody a chicken head who has some social problems, I would definitely get left behind on earth with them because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry, I, he, they're saying that this ha- is he like this because they're saying the dust affected him? I think that's what they're saying. I think that's what it was. 100%. I think it's because, like, if you want to go off world, you have to pass, like, these tests to make sure you haven't been, like, affected by the dust too badly. Yeah. If you are already or if you're too old, then you can't go off world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rick, though, just chooses not to. Yeah, Rick's just, like, chilling, I guess. Yeah. There seems to be, like, you know enough people on earth yeah like, not there's like, some people who are like, like oh, they, who either don't want to go or they just or they can't go yeah there's people who chose to stay so um anyway isadora lives in like this kind of like abandoned apartment building mm-hmm. um and he's like doing his own thing and he always watches the oh what's it called the something buster yeah, show. yeah the buster show i'll just yeah. call it the buster show because i don't remember yeah, the buster show yeah <laughs> like um so he's you know living his life uh i just wanted to introduce doing him his best yeah. he's doing his best yeah. um so rick goes and the next person on his list is this opera singer oh yes um, left yes and so she um he like confronts her mm-hmm. and she like calls the cops on him because yeah. she's like this test is weird and gross i don't like this who are you yeah and so this guy comes and like arrests rick Turns, oh, this was such a mind. This trip. was weird. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? I like had to rewind it a couple times. Same. Yeah, well, like, I not rewind, but yeah, reread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to rewind and, my eyes. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> so the guy comes and arrests Rick, and then Rick is like, he's like, because he's like, I know all the bounty hunters and I don't know you. So who yeah. are you? And Rick is like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. So then he's telling him, like, the precinct's that way or whatever. And the guy's like, that's been abandoned for years yeah. or whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, what is happening? I know. I was freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Turns out the cop and, like, this other guy are both – or he – okay. The, he's an android. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And Rick figures this out because then this other guy who is like their bounty hunter shows uh-huh. up and kills him. And like there's this whole thing. Yes. Um, so there's been this like second secret police department yeah. operating parallel to his. Except yes. that it was run by androids. Yeah. And so he like for some reason he figured all this out and was very calm about it. He was. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I, was I kept like, waiting for the shoot to drop. Yeah. And I was like I guess not. I he guess was we're just like, going to move on. Ah, they just seem like they're androids. And I was like okay Rick. Um, <laughs> okay. <Rick>. So <laughs> the other guy's name is Resh. Yes. Yes. So he, he's kind of the worst. I didn't like really care about him, but no. I also kind of felt bad for him because Rick was like, "Well, he told me that you're an android too." Oh, I felt so bad for him at first. At first, I was like, "Is this yeah. gonna be my favorite character?" And I feel bad <laughs> for him. And then I was like, "Never mind." And so he's like, "Oh God, am I an android?" But then he's like, "No, I have a pet squirrel. Like, I yeah. feel emotions, all this stuff." Yeah. And Rick's like, "Well, the new Nexus Six are pretty uh, hard to tell." Yeah. And I'm like, "Okay." That's in my voice for Rick. I don't know why. He that's, just that's fair. seems to be that way for me. That's very fair. That's um, about what Harrison Ford's like. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyway, it turns out... So they go back to get this opera singer lady. Mm-hmm. And she basically admits to being an android. And yeah. Resh kills her. Still, yeah, even though technically, legally, Rick is supposed to administer the void comp test. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then Rush kills her. Yeah. Sorry, retires her. And then they... <laughs> but then he... Turns out he's not an android. He's yeah. a human. Um, surprising. Yeah, I was I was a little surprised by that. Um, so anyway. Meanwhile, uh, Isidore has met... He has a neighbor. Mm-hmm. And um, she... Uh, Pris? Yeah, Pris. Pris. And yeah. she's kind of like shy and but like he's just kind of like squatting there basically. And yeah. he has like I did no not other like neighbors. her in the movie, by the way. She's oh, not really? all what I pictured or what the book described. Didn't like her at all. Mm. Continue. Okay. Uh and so but he's like kind of stoked because mm-hmm. there's like nobody who lives yeah. around him. It was so he's just like cute. a person. He's like, uh, can I bring you dinner? Can I <laughs> can I help you with anything? He was like, what do I bring her? He's like, don't neighbors bring stuff? Borrow stuff? I don't know. No, he's like, he's here, like, I brought you a cube of margarine, <laughs> and she's like, just totally ignores it. He's like, it. what do I do this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was so cute. I was like, oh my god, I and love him. And then he him. like later like takes out like two weeks of pay early to like get food, like really yummy food to bring yeah. back and have with her. He was thinking like, oh, we can like do like dinner and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, so nice. Oh my gosh, so good. Um, so pure. He's just such a pure soul. He is soul. so pure. Yeah. Ugh. And so she's kind of like kind of tolerating him she's but. yeah she's tolerating him <laughs> uh turns out uh she is one of the androids yep. that rick is after and so all these other androids show up as well um mm-hmm. and so they're kind of like all hanging out there Beatty and what's her name uh, his wife so wife i mean Isadora, i think aren't they no something like that it's something i think with an eye yeah and is I it isadora no, it's oh. something. It's something similar. Um, but they're aren't they married? Or they're supposed to? They're, they're posing married. as married or something. Yeah, two of them are married. That's what I thought. Um, it's Beatty and the other one. Mm-hmm. Why can't I and Beatty's in name? charge of them? He's in charge, and so they go. Um, so they're kind of like hanging out there, and they decide like, oh, it's going to be safer here with. Um, Oh, I said that because his name is Isidore. But it's it sounded similar no, it's to me. A, yeah, it does. It is a similar one. It was, like, close to oh, that. You, you okay, so anyway, they're like, oh, okay, this guy is, like, chill, and they don't like him either, so probably we're safer with him than with other humans. Um, 
And so they're kind of like chilling with Isidore. And then um, Rick ends up finding them. Oh, I should mention before this, <laughs> Rick and Rachel like reconnect and um, Rachel Rosen. Mm-hmm. And Rachel is, I have no she's, issues with her really, but it was like. Well, she's playing a game from the start, I think. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Um, so she had told him before, like, if you need help with the yeah, androids, Yeah, she's like, hey, I can help me. you. And he's like, I don't want your help. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and so Rachel uh, and Rick end up, like, sleeping together. Yeah. And he's kind of, like, freaking out a little bit that because... That upset me. I don't care what the situation is. Infidelity always makes me mad. Same. Especially because whenever it happens in books or in movies, they just breeze past it. Yeah. And I'm like, does he not feel any guilt? Because I feel like in real life, even if, you, even if you're super on the rocks, wouldn't you feel something? Like, I want to see a genuine reaction to it. I don't want to just move past it. I understand it happens, but then let's see it happen realistically. And I agree. And it never is approached realistically. I know. I was like, so what? what? I was like, okay, I guess we're doing this now. Yeah. But I mean, as soon as I Rachel showed up, I well, knew Well, yeah, I knew gonna... it was going to happen, too. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I was with you I was for a that. realistic reaction to it, but it didn't. Part of me wonders like, no, if no guilt, he was on. kind of thinking although this this makes my other point a little bit moot but just humor <laughs> me the because she's not a real person yeah part of me is wondering if he's like is this if he doesn't quite consider it the same but then he did kind of have like yeah. this empathetic like maybe i'm well, in love with rachel well, that's what he's saying is like but he has feelings for them i think he's at war with himself about yeah. it too. i think he's doing the same thing i mean in the movie this is and this is a genuine spoiler he like falls in love with rachel and they go off to live lives together oh so okay however i didn't have a problem with them sleeping together at all because he was already divorced at that point so i was like okay so i don't have to like so it doesn't feel <laughs> i don't have to be mad at you rick yeah well it doesn't feel unrealistic that we don't get to see your reaction to to committing infidelity you yeah know? They really just breeze past right it. And past I was like, it. that's a, it just always makes me mad. Big pet peeve. Authors his, don't do that. That's not realistic. Qualms with sleeping with her were more about he then has to go kill somebody yeah. who looks like her rather than yeah. I am sleeping He literally with did not else. second guess it going into it or after it. And I was like, I just don't think that's realistic. I feel like you would second guess it or feel bad afterwards. Yeah, it's not like he At hates his wife. It's just no, like they're kind of like in a rough patch, I think. Yeah, exactly. Like there's no like genuine animosity. Like no. there are worse marriages. There are. Yeah. It's not, it's anyway. not great, but, Ugh, whatever, Rick. Yeah. Blech. Um. So, but it is weird because when he, Rachel comes to like help him out, he shows her like the list and she's like, oh man, this other girl that you have to go murder is huh. the same like model. Uh, model as me. Yeah. So it's like basically Pris and Rachel look the same yes. and are the same type of android. So, yeah, which is going to be a problem. Yeah. So then Rick, after they like hook up, is kind of like. I got her name, by the way. What is it? Uh, Beatty's wife is uh, Ermgard and his name Ermgard. is uh, is Roy. Roy Beatty and yep. Ermgard. Ermgard. Okay. I-R-M-G-A-R-D. Not great. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Do I, I just have to say it? Not a good name. Not, not great. No. Uh, so continue. So, um, so he's a little bit like, okay, interesting. I'm having kind of the worst day ever because mm-hmm. I've already murdered like multiple androids, and now I'm yep. sleeping with an android and thinking like, and I'm in lo- kind of maybe, kind of maybe in I'm love in love with, with an android, and, and now I have, I have to, to go, go kill, kill another twin. android who looks like her. Yeah. So it's not going great for our boy Rick. No. Um, and then and- <laughs> Rachel's like, "This was my evil plan all along." Yeah. 
She's like, yeah, I've done this like six or seven times to other bounty hunters. Like basically make them fall in love with me, make them sleep with me, and then they can't kill any more androids. Yeah, she's like converting him away yeah. from like, she's ba- like bounty except hunting. Except like he's the he's the one. Like it didn't work with him. Yeah, like, he still just went on and kept killing us. And I was like, wow, you, you. I was just that was also different. That was not. She did not have motives like that in the movie. She was a. Yeah, a good, a good person. Insane. But also, maybe she is doing the Lord's work there because I kind of have an issue with killing so many androids oh, here. I have an issue with it too. Oh, I have an issue. She's I have an kind issue of with like, everything. Her methods are like interesting, yeah. but she's actually getting results. <laughs> it's true. It's very, very true. I didn't like how I don't know my the idealistic side of me is like I wanted you to have actual feelings for him. Oh, okay. Wasn't that the whole? Because then it was like, surely if she has actual feelings for him, like he has feelings for her, then unequivocally the debate is done. They have feelings. They are empathetic. They're worth just as much. And no one can argue that they're not, you know? I mean, it's like, do they Hi, even Laura. have to have empath- empathy? To- no. That shouldn't be the, the determination it, of their value. No, it's not. Like, no, I, I totally agree with you. I just, I had wanted to, like, see that because it would have been, like, the final, like, like, just, like, stick it to them. Like, yeah. they're wrong in every way. And that would have made me you happy. You know, this but. is a good segue because also the next thing that happens is everybody who's hanging out with Isidore is watching, like, <gasps> the TV and they basically debunk Mercerism. Yes, they do. And so... Okay, and Pris just mutilates a spider. Yes! And that oh. was my least favorite part of the book. I hate spiders and that was still my absolute See, least favorite part. this part was horrible. The content was really bad, but what it like represented in the book and like the writing in this oh, scene was, was my favorite it was amazing because like yeah by least favorite part i mean it made me it like, made me upset yeah yeah i was like so distressed <laughs> yes. the whole time okay so basically what happens dear listener is that dear listener the, singular mom <laughs> yeah thanks mom uh so, okay mom so like, my up. mom no mom goes i haven't listened to you guys's like <laughs> podcast like since the first episode and i was like thank you for your support <laughs> That's it's okay. It's even funnier now if we say mom. <laughs> I know. A mom listening to us. A mom. My A-mom. mom listens to like some of them, I think, but yeah. not all of them. Yeah. My mom's like, I need to catch up. She's excited we did Tiger's Curse because oh, um, yes. she loves Tiger's Curse. So Okay, so basically there's a spider that's in the apartment mm-hmm. and she's Pris is like, I wonder if why does it need so many legs? Couldn't it work just as couldn't it walk just as well with four legs? Oh my god. And so they're like, "Hmm, let's try it out." And so they just keep in mind that animals and insects also are like extremely rare and there's yeah. like almost none left. Yeah, including and, spiders. Including yeah. spiders. And so she just starts cutting off the legs what? of this little spider. Ah, I've never felt bad for a spider I, in my yeah, life. Not I was even like, in this sucks. <laughs> I hate spiders. I hate yeah, spiders. Yeah, but Charlotte is so sweet. Okay, whatever. She's a spider. So. <laughs> yeah, but see, even though you hate them, you still wouldn't also, cut off their legs. No, I, that's the thing. I would not. I would not. That's horrible. That was the part. I would protect a spider from yes, that. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. like, I also wanted to protect Isidore. The whole scene, they were debunking mercerism, which he, you know, is super yeah. attached to. And then they were killing the spider. I was like, I just want to grab you and I protect you. I'm so, so bad for him, especially since he's not really the type to stand up to people or no, for himself. Not. And he's like just now has friends. Just Yeah, because he had just been so excited like, yeah. oh great I'm hanging out with everybody. This is great even yeah. though they're androids, I don't care. And he goes, I, I feel like they're not treating me very well, but that's okay. I'm like, yeah. they're not treating they're me not, well. They're not, baby. And then he was all like visibly upset about the spider. So upset. And his the mercerism thing, which he had been like, you know, oh, a practicer so of, yeah. was like debunked and he's like having issues. And they find and out that a what's his face from the show is 
an android. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because early in the book, and I did not see this coming at all. I didn't see so much of this coming. Isidore's like, how does this host do it? I He's he's like broadcasting new stuff all the time. And mm-hmm. he's got all these guests who are always like, it's always new content all the time. Mm-hmm. And they're broadcasting all the time. How do they do it? And then it's because they're androids. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that was a huge, that was that was wild. I was shocked by that. Our and Supreme Leader is sitting on my lap. Hello, she's Supreme Leader. to join us. But the thing about this scene is that they, you have the spider thing happening when they're very methodical about it. Like, it's like an experiment to them. And they don't really care. Though, because, like, I know that they might not have the same, like, human empathy. But they literally, they kept saying, he's upset. And then they kept doing it. And I was like, yeah. okay, but you see that you're making him upset. And you're, like, out loud saying, he's upset about the spider and you're still doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, so that combined with them being like, oh, Mercerism's not real, that proves our point that nobody has empathy or whatever. Yeah. They had, like, that weird point about, like, humans mm-hmm. are also, like, we're not the weird ones. Yeah, basically. And I was kind of like, yes, you are. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I yeah. believe you have value, but you are weird here because <laughs> yeah. they were like, uh, this is the part where I was like, hmm. Yeah. I, I'm well, first... just because, the, that's the thing, is just because they're different doesn't mean they don't have value. Just same with Isidore. It doesn't mean you don't have value just because you're different. But that's where, that's where the whole world system is messed up. Yeah. And, and they buy into it fully, too. So they're still kind of antagonists. I mean. This was the part where I was like, cause the whole book, I'd been kind of like, I don't care if Rick lives or dies. I'm on the side of the androids. Yeah. Until and... this scene. Yes. And then I was like, oh, no. I was like, hmm, this is not great like do not chew on that i don't think you guys should get murdered but also like this isn't like great um the so anyway uh but then um our boy isidore Isidore? has like the thing where he like talks to mercer oh yeah that was weird um yeah and basically mercer gives him like a new spider that's yeah. like completely healed now yeah what and was that about i don't know. i still don't understand <laughs> sebastian <laughs> i haven't like i bet he knows <laughs> what men men no we are, we are but women oh, please help us oh, i just fall to pieces when the sun shines <laughs> on my hair <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you i got you okay good <laughs> um no, but yeah, hey, uh, men, we clearly, we don't... No, just, I'm not asking a man's help. Men help? We, who will help us but a man? Listen, Someone I can figure it. it out. I just didn't have My time. My female intelligence just cannot grasp the concept. <laughs> oh, maybe I can get a hold of one of the authors I've oh, been editing for. Maybe they can explain. Oh, go and ask him. I just don't have the intellect to understand. <laughs> If I had Spike's notes of this before I came here, I'm sure I would understand. No, but seriously, someone who understands this book, can someone clarify um, for us? Because listen, it's very confusing. I finished it today. I didn't have time to do a deep dive. This can be a red pen point next week okay. when we figure it out. I'll put a note to make a red pen point. Okay. Um, so anyway, <laughs> he brings the spider downstairs and is going to like put it outside. Um, and that's when Rick shows up. And this is the first time they meet. Am I correct? Yes. yes. And so Rick. <laughs> am I correct? Yes. <laughs> well, yes. Man, am I correct? Did I get the plot of this book right? Misogyny TikTok. Misogyny TikTok. Answer me, please. <laughs> we just need help. <laughs> I can't. 
hilarious. Well, I'm just a little woman. I don't. I only know about uh, about romance novels. I know nothing oh. about science fiction. I need a man who has no degree in literature or writing to tell me what these books mean. <laughs> See, we're saying all this, and yet we really don't know what's going on. <laughs> That's why it's funny. <laughs> That's why it's okay. funny to me. But seriously, I don't care what, what your gender is. Just t- tell me what. Yes, any gender. Tell me what it means. Explain. Okay. So anyway, uh, Rick shows up and is like, uh, "What the hell are you doing? That spider. You could probably get a lot of money for that spider." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> and <laughs> so we're so pure. He's not motivated. Yeah. By- He's like, I just wanted it to go free. And I'm like, I'm going to cry. So anyway, then Rick was like, okay, I know there's androids in there. I know you know where they are. Help help me out and it'll be fine. And Isidore's like, hmm, can't really do that. Even though he's like, I kind of am afraid of them now. I don't like (laughs) them that much anymore. My friends kind of suck, but I'm still not going to rat them out. I thought it was kind of funny that before that he was like, don't worry, you guys. I would never tell anyone where you are. And then as soon as he gets outside and Rick's like, Hey, uh, what are you doing? He's like, well, my Android friend snips <laughs> off the uh, legs of this spider, and it's kind yeah. of upsetting me. Yeah. Anyway, and Rick's like, okay, bye. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna go get them now. Yeah. And Rick's like, hmm. <laughs> okay, it's gonna feel sad for myself. So, so then Rick, I felt sad for him too. <laughs> Rick shows up, and uh, Pris is in the hallway, and he murders her. Yep. But before that, he had had like also a visitation from Mercer. Yeah. Who had told him, like, oh, Pris is coming. It's going to be hard yeah. to kill her. Someone understands this book. What is with these Mercer, these last couple of Mercer he visitations? He said that, like, he resided in the apartment because of Isidore, right? Or something like is that. that. I don't know. Um, I, honest, I honestly don't know. And so Sebastian. I need to go back and, like, check this out. Um, so anyway, uh, then Mercer... So, sorry. So then uh, Rick is like, wow, incredible. I would have died if you hadn't told me about that. So then he kills Pris. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> wow. Way to go, me. And so then he goes up. Ed kills ba- uh, Beatty and um, our girl, Armguard. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> he did it. So he killed him. Yep. He retired them. And then and also. He felt bad about himself. He did. He was like, I need to get a new job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. But he, good for him. He's made a lot of money today because yeah. he killed like six androids. Yeah. So he now has enough. Or before, he might have bought it before this. But anyway, he buys a goat. Yeah, and, he had, um, he had He'd already before, bought the yeah. goat. Um, a real life goat. And then his wife is so happy. And can I just say like, she's not that bad. Basically, she's just depressed. Yeah. And I at didn't the beginning, have a problem with she her. calls him like a murderer as like, a, she's being like kind of sarcastic, but mm-hmm. kind of not. And then at the end, he's like, it's like I'm a murderer or something. And I'm like, your wife told you that. <laughs> like, not in the best way, but I'm just saying, like, she knew what was up before yes, you knew what was exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah. Same with, and he even says, like, the same thing he, when he realizes, like, what it means to be depressed. He's like, I finally understand why my wife doesn't want to use the controly thing to change her mood. Yeah. And I was like, yes, you're a few steps behind. Somebody's here. getting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I have hopes for their marriage after this. Me anyways. too, because yeah. she was pretty supportive about the goat. Oh, but then yeah. um, guess what happened? Rachel <laughs> came and pushed the goat off a building. Yeah, she came. So... She's like, <laughs> I, I took this out of jealousy, which is also where I was like, now nah, yeah. they hella have human emotions. Because girl got jealous. She was jealous, and then she went and she just picked up the goat and threw it off the building, <laughs> which is horrible, but like kind, kind of, of funny. <laughs> <laughs> and he shows up and. 
And his wife phones him and she's like, so the goat is dead. And he's just like, hmm, okay. Yeah. Uh, she also handled it so well, too, because she was already depressed before. Yeah, and I was like, oh, surprise. no, is she going to be crushed? Is she going to, like, you know, like, melt down? And she was more, like, worried for him. Yeah. I was very proud of her at the last half of the book because she was very self-focused, like, when we saw her and what we saw of her in the first half. And at the end, she was, like, like really trying to, like, kind of take care kind of him. Of and I was like. branch out a bit. That's nice. It's good to see that it goes both ways a little. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he should have um, been nicer to her and not cheated on her. Yeah, wouldn't that have been nice? <laughs> Say not no that to she inf- knows. <laughs> almost break the table. Say no, no to infidelity. <laughs> Um, and in books, especially say no to inf- to unrealistic infidelity. I understand that it happens, and so it should be represented in our books and literature and movies. But gosh, make it freaking realistic. To- yeah. Totally agree, Bestie. I'm so, sure this is going to come up again because this is a pet peeve of mine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This, and this happens all the time. Yeah. Um, so then there's the, the, the deal where Rick has like a toad. Yeah, so he, he like drives that into the desert, and I was like, this boy gonna kill himself. But no, I was a little worried about our boy. I was a little worried about him. He too. was a little sad. Yeah. A little like, I've murdered six people in one day, and yeah. I need a break. And, and he's like, and I definitely do think my of goat's people dead. Now. And, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we owe all this money on the goat. Yeah. yeah. Not great. Nope. Yeah, because they don't get their like deposit back or whatever because the goat didn't like get sick. So, it yeah. got like murdered. Thrown so, off the building. <laughs> There's no, there's no like angry, angry ex girlfriend type insurance. But you know what? That's probably a good idea for a lot of things. I'm thinking about Did your um, angry ex destroy your stuff. Well, we have insurance for that. Where Javi and I used to live briefly. I mean, Javi's um, roommate. Uh, I guess there was a basically him and his girl had been um, having some issues. I think there mm-hmm. was some. I don't know, infidelity on both sides going on. Oh, Basically, great. one night, there was a crash. There was a crashing zone. She had brought rocks over from her <gasps> own house and smashed the windows on his truck outside. Oh. And Javi was like, what is happening? He was like, stay here, Ash. Don't go outside. Because like, we had no idea yeah. what was going on. And then we just like... And then they had to, like, talk to the cops. And, yeah, anyways. Oh, no. Yeah, I was like, wow, this is, like. She dug her key but you into know the what? side of that pretty <laughs> little <laughs> souped-up four-wheel <laughs> drive. She most certainly did. But at least it goes to show these are the realistic consequences of infidelity. People get mad. So that's what I want to see. People feel bad. People get mad. People find out. How do you feel before? How do you feel after? I want I want the real. We want all the drama. <laughs> I do want the drama. Otherwise, it makes it seem like people can just like, like it's not a big deal. Cheat and then get off scot free, or cheat and then like exactly. they don't they don't feel bad themselves. Like it doesn't like tear up a bit of you every time you do something you know you're not supposed to do. It tears you up a little yeah, bit, and that's a pretty an significant thing to do. Well, I guess I don't know. Do they? Does I don't Rachel? Know. That, that's why I I could never tell if Rachel felt bad for tricking him into thinking that she had feelings for him and then i think she did at the end but i don't think she even knew that she had feelings for him when she slept with him i think she just thought i'm doing what i've done to the other bounty hunters but then by the fact that she threw the sheep off the building (laughs) she obviously had feelings but i kind of don't think she realized at that point i don't know i don't know but did she feel bad about tricking him i doubt it what really freaks me out about Okay, wait, let's just finish real quick and then okay. I can talk. Okay, so basically Rick finds this little toad, um, brings it back, and he's all excited. 
Um, because yeah. toads are number one, like a sacred Mercer animal. Yeah. And then number two, like pretty much extinct. Yeah. But they are extinct. They're yes. labeled as extinct. Yeah. Then it turns out the toad is not real. It's electric. It's electric. Someone just left an electric toad out in the desert. So poor Rick. Um, so he's like, okay, I'm going to bed now. Yeah. And then his wife's like, that's okay, honey. You go to bed. Yeah. yeah. And then shouldn't he call somebody? Yeah. She calls, she calls like this, uh, like electric animal supply shop. And she's like, yes. I need like a gallon of the whatever. Like, like the flies. The electric flies yeah. that my electric toad eats or whatever. And, yeah. Yeah. And she goes, this, she, yeah, she goes, yeah, this electric toad is very important to my husband. Yes. So we're going to take good care of it. And I was like, well, that was really nice of you. And then that's the end. That's the end. Yeah. <laughs> it, honestly, I really liked the ending. I did too. I was like, I, this wasn't like a, like a genuine ending on up note, but it it could have ended worse. Like it could have ended on a much lower note than we ended on. Yeah. Like I don't know, Rick could have died or something. At... Yeah. Well, I thought he was gonna go and. Yeah. Me Bye. Too. So that's um, good that he did not. Yes, I was glad for that. Also, also Isidore is going to move and he's going to be around more people. Yes, exactly. He, that then, was good too. Rick was like, I think I have an opening in my apartment. And he was like, I don't want to live next to you. And he's like, you killed my, my sort of friend. So no thank you. <laughs> I know. It's like good for you. <laughs> yeah. That's wise. Um, it's understandable. Okay. Wait, the Android thing. So earlier in the book, they kind of were talking about like, listen, your test is stupid because it doesn't even some humans wouldn't be able to pass it. Yeah, it's true. And I was like, yeah, a sociopath wouldn't be able to pass this test. It's true. Like, yeah. It's crazy to me. Like, the only yeah, way to be Rick's sure was a bone marrow test. Yeah, and Rick's uncomfortable with it at the beginning, I feel like. The fact that it's not, like, he knows it's not fully. Mm-hmm. So he's like, we kind of just hope that we haven't killed any humans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the, the fact yeah. that that was, like, even a thing made me be like, maybe you guys shouldn't just Go around killing anybody. Maybe you just shouldn't go kill anything that resembles a and human then, being. Like the I don't know, the moral questions of this book were so interesting because mm-hmm. then you have like I think it was just interesting to watch Rick kind of yeah. question more and more as it went on. Yeah. It was fun. We got to go on the journey with him. Exactly. Yeah. Uh like when they killed the opera singer with the fun name, forgot her name. Lubala. Yes. Uh, he was like, because he, he at first felt he, empathy he felt sad her. about it, yeah, because she was like a beautiful singer and like mm-hmm. she was kind of a Apparently public figure. He was into opera or something. Yeah, he, he knew a lot about opera. He knew the opera and he knew the painting she was looking at. And I was yeah. like, Rick's like a connoisseur. Here. Yeah, he's like secretly very pretentious. <laughs> yeah. Secretly very refined. Rick's in the club. Um, Ew, so. I don't, I don't know if I'm okay with that. I guess no. he can be in the club. No, I don't actually want Rick in the club. He's well, a cheater. Yeah. No cheaters in the club. Well, no cheaters without remorse. <laughs> Where's your remorse? Where's your humanity? Uh, we all make mistakes, but I want to see the acknowledgement of this doesn't feel good inside. Yeah, there was no acknowledgement. I um, hate that. So Only realistic cheaters. <laughs> no, 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 no. 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. I take it all back. I don't, I'm not, I'm not commenting on this. <laughs> okay. I don't know if anybody in this book can be in the club except for Isidore. Isidore can be in the club. Isidore can 100% be in the club. Um, So, but he's like... He's an started... animal salesman. Sorry. I'll talk about it later. Oh, yeah. Laugh. Oh, yeah. That was my favorite part of the book was the animal salesman. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. Um, But Rick is like... But they have like that conversation about like, why did she have to die? Because she wasn't hurting anybody and yes. in fact actually a lot of the people were really touched yes. by her music exactly and it was like well she had to die because she's not a human she's an android and she's so stupid like threatening our threatening humanity and it's like 
this is insane. This is wild. Like, it's kind of not to say, like, I agree, but, like, I guess if you're looking at it from that perspective, it could be, like, where where is the line for humans and non-humans? Where's the line? It's, like, because do androids Mm -hmm. have souls? Like, if you're going to get into that. Well, and then the question is, do you have to have a soul to have value? Exactly, which I think, no. Like, I think these androids, even, especially the fact that they themselves sometimes don't even know if they're androids yeah or humans it's like how can you yeah. say they don't have value yeah and regardless you're responsible for your own actions so i feel like if you take the life of something that is for all intents and purposes as far as you can see because we do not have the ability to detect souls mm-hmm. if you're going to take the life of something that for all intents and purposes appears to be a human being what is that going to do to you on the inside like yeah. that's a, that is that is obviously that's like a morally negative choice that feels like a pretty blanket. Obviously, not good. Yes. And you would also think that'd make you more comfortable like with the ability to kill a human if you've killed something that... No, Flora! Oh, thank God. We're still recording. <gasps> oh, my God. Flora just jumped on my keyboard. She does it for attention. I hate that she does that. Don't do that. I'm not looking at you. <laughs> it's too late already. Thank I already can't reaction. <laughs> Dang it. Um, so, yeah, and then... But that was so interesting to me also because they clearly value life Mm -hmm. so much in this society. Yes. Because there's even one part where I'm like, is everyone here a vegetarian? Because they're constantly, I guess they are, because everyone Mm -hmm. is like, there was a thing where I was like, I can't imagine how somebody could like kill an animal and Mm -hmm. be morally okay with that kind of deal. But they can somehow kill what looks exactly like a human being. Yes. As far as they know, and for all intents and purposes, as a human being. It's wild. It's almost like, to me, this felt like just they need to other something, you know? Like, oh, we, everyone has to be a little better than something else. That's, Which is wild to me because... Because of that, you would expect Isidore to kind of jump on this and be like, well, yeah. at least I'm not an android. Yeah, at least I'm better than something. But he doesn't. No, because he's pure. Because he's like, he really is a good person. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting that Philip didn't go that way. Because he's kind of the only... Well, I think Isidore was the... I think he was the most empathetic character yeah. in the book. I think he's the one who really got the empathy down. Okay, so yeah. Maybe Philip's trying to say something else about like how... Or maybe I'm reading too much into it, but there's, because he's the pretty much the only like special like chicken head character in yeah. the book. So it's like, and he's definitely the morally the most superior. The, yes. So yeah. it's like everyone else has kind of labeled him inferior, but mm-hmm. maybe he's actually the best person here. He is. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. There's something to that. Yeah. But um, I think there is too. Yeah. I just thought it was so interesting, like all the questions of like kind of like what makes somebody a person kind of yeah and then what it's always the question what gives somebody like where is the line to make basically murder acceptable yeah you know yeah it's kind of wild it is wild yeah philip k dick was really messing with our heads here with this one he was i mean and this is this is a question that applies in a lot of areas of life and society still like this is not an unheard of question but he really laid it out with the androids and that's one of the good things about that's why science fiction i think always hits because mm-hmm. they're 
good science fiction is always kind of like Topical. you can apply it to anything. Yes, exactly. Like, you're like, oh, I see hints of this in real life. Yes, exactly. And I think that that's true no matter when you read it. Yeah. There's always going to be something where you're like, oh, this is kind of like this. Yeah. And it makes you think about things. I like and it makes you think about things in a way where because you're thinking about it, there's technically no wrong answer because you're thinking about a book. However, if you can like glean a little bit of truth from the scenario in a book, Sometimes you can apply that to real life and then you've learned something really profound. Yeah. Which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. In a way where like there was no, there was never any judgment for if you got the right or the wrong answer. And just like removing the pressure of that. So I true. think really helps. It's like having, it's like you're kind of, it's like the opportunity to explore ideas yeah. and like kind of challenge yourself. It is. Yeah. And it's also kind of like looking like as an, more of like an objective observer, what feels like a different scenario yes. and then after you understand it you're like oh that's the same yeah though. because it's easy to yes. be like oh i can't believe they would do this or yeah. i can't believe people think like this when you're reading mm-hmm. fiction yeah. but after you kind of ruminate on it you're like oh, oh this is mm-hmm. us <laughs> yes <laughs> this is why books are so important my one of my professors in college dr goodman said something once like something to the effect of um the humanities are what teaches how to be human. Because mm. we were talking about the fact that, like, well, the, our literature major was being eliminated. Mm-hmm. So, and that's I mean, happening all over the place while STEM is becoming really popular. And STEM is great, too. But there's a big danger in not focusing on the humanities and in specifically in not, not only encouraging kids to read and to read everything, not just stuff that seems tangible to society. Yeah. Like, read fiction. Fiction is... Yes. A great, is one of the best ways to learn about humans, humanity, human nature, how to be a good person, how to, I mean, like, it's, I just think it's, yeah. it's what makes humans human is understanding. Stories things. are at the heart of, yeah. like, humanity. They are. Know? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, and we, if you want to take it to, like, every religious, te- like, every religion has stories. Stories are how we communicate things. Parables, that's a thing in, like, every religion. That's yeah. not just, like, a thing in the Christian Bible. Like, we learn through stories because you can distance yourself enough from a story to grasp a concept Uh that you can't always grasp if you are in the middle of it already. Yes. Yes. So true. So true. (laughs) I love books. This is why books are important. This is why I sometimes feel like when I'm writing fiction, I'm like, am I really contributing anything to society? (laughs) And then I'm like, I don't know. My, My life has been changed in so many ways and my perspective has been changed from reading fiction, almost never from nonfiction because I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm too in the middle of it. I'm always trying to connect with it and always trying to see how does this relate directly to me. But mm-hmm. when, when you're reading fiction, you're so absorbed in this other world that you're like observing like this other, you know, these other dynamics yeah. and these other people or this other culture, this other whatever that's quote unquote fictional, but it's written by a human being mm-hmm. and inspired by human beings. So then afterwards you're like, oh, I've learned all these new things. And so I think that yeah. writing fiction is extremely important and that people should be encouraged to read fiction more. And, and don't let anyone tell you that it's not like that it's a waste of time to read or that it's like, yeah, like someone was like, isn't it basically the same as like sitting on the couch and like watching a movie? And I'm like, also, what's wrong with that? That's so that makes me mad, too, because it's like, yeah, OK, then why is I think that like consuming stories and consuming mm-hmm. like um, stories about like people who are different than you, people, yes. even people who are the same as you, yeah. like uh, this whole concept of like mirrors and windows, like, yeah. Being able, like you said, it's almost like looking at a microcosm of yeah. microcosm of like um, another world and kind of thinking you're objective, but then end up. Yes. It kind of ends up seeping in. Yeah, because you know? it, it always seeps in. Exactly. And that's the same with movies. I It is the same. There's a reason. I don't know. 
I love it when people can just talk and talk about like a show they're watching. Like when uh-huh. everyone's kind of watching the same thing. It is cool. Or something like it's that. When like a story kind of takes over like a cultural moment. Yeah. I love that because well, then it always you get says so many new ideas. What culture is like in that moment. If that many people from that culture in that moment are connecting with it. Yeah. It's so interesting to see what it's saying. It's great. Yeah. Wait, this is kind of unrelated. I think you just nailed that though. But oh, this is you. kind of unrelated. But <laughs> reading this book, I had so many like this is just like um I am legend. Like I am I haven't I haven't seen uh, legend. The book. Um Oh, I haven't read it. I have not seen nor read it. It's very good. Um I read it for my uncanny literature class. Mm-hmm. Um a couple of years ago and this whole time I was reading this book, I thought Rick is an android. I was like convinced Rick yeah, was going to be a twist android. I was going to happen. I know, I was a little disappointed. But yeah. um Anyway, that's not really what happens in I Am Legend, but do you know what the concept is? It's I like the zombie one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So in the book, basically, um, this might be spoilers for I Am Legend. I don't care. Okay. Spoiler Readers, alert. spoilers for I Am Legend. I mean, listeners. So the. <laughs> <Both>. <laughs> it's very different from the movie. Yeah. Um, basically. Oh, sorry. I just remembered my point. My, oh. my last point about the books thing Go ahead. was. I think that I think some people are born with more affinity to be empathetic, you know, quote unquote empaths. Mm-hmm. But I think anybody can learn to be empathetic by training your brain, and I think that that happens by reading books. Oh, very much by reading. So books. true. And that is, I do think, even more than movies and TV shows. Although that can help too. But when books, it tends to be such a close perspective yeah, of like a, one or more characters, like internal feelings. And you spend more time with it. You spend exactly. You spend so much time with them. And it's so close and internal. I think if you want to teach your kids to be empathetic people, give them lots of fiction to read. Fiction. And if you want to be more of an empathetic person, read fiction. Anyways, that was my, that was my I knew I had one more point to make. That's that was true. my last point. That's a good point. Sorry, continue. No, I think empathy apologize. is very important, obviously, and it's a big theme in this book. It is. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're no. talking about I am legend. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, it's good. I like your points. I derail so I derail this again. The uh basically in the book he our main character is like living by himself like in this post-apocalyptic world where uh-huh. there's like all these zombie guys I was everywhere really obsessed with post post-apocalyptic <laughs> settings for a long yeah time. you might like this honestly um and so he like goes out and like but he's like actually like going out and killing the zombies every uh-huh. now and then yeah. like he has like this kind of he's made his home like sort of like a little fortress against them so he uh-huh. kind of mostly chills but every now and then he'll just go murder a bunch of them because just for kicks and giggles. yeah just for yeah exactly oh, all right turns out at the end these zombies have he has been so blinded by his own like othering of them no that these zombies have like kind of created their own society <gasps> they have feelings and thoughts oh my god they're basically just like evolved humans oh my god and he othering is so dangerous exactly so basically the whole, and you find out at the end, he's just been going out and murdering a bunch of people. And you think, like, oh, he has to do this for his safety, like, to kill zombies. Oh, my gosh. That is so not what it is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it is very upsetting. That is but so upsetting. But that's kind of, like, the vibe I was having reading this, where yeah. it's, like, Rick is, like, going out and, like, killing all these androids. And yeah. he's, like, it's okay because they're not like me. Yeah. But it's like, is this okay? Like, yeah, no, what makes but this okay? I think androids okay. have, a sa- have a similar approach to humans. Because, like, when, like, he was doing, like, the Void Comp test, 
Like, when it was, like, anything to do with humans, like, they'd have no response. But then they'd have a really emotional response about, like, an android being in danger. Uh-huh. So I think that the androids have othered the humans, just like the humans have othered the androids. And that's, and neither side can, like, really see what's going on. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I mean, the human's worse. but <laughs> Yeah, because they're, like, in charge of the society. So, yeah, like, exactly. they're kind of, like, more the oppressors. Yeah. But... I mean, of course, when that happens, they're also going to be like, well, we have to watch our own and, like, not care about you also. Yeah, exactly. You know? But so I think because the Void Comp test was designed to detect, like, human-style empathy, I think the androids were empathetic within, like, within, like, with other mm. androids. That is so true because you could make the same argument that the humans aren't empathetic towards the androids. Exactly. And so. that's because when Rick starts to realize that he's symp- that he's empathetic about the fact that Lubolov died and he feels bad uh-huh. about that, that he's like, I feel empathy towards an android, he's shocked. Yeah. Because that's not a normal thing. So I think that both humans are, that humans are empathetic towards humans and the androids are empathetic towards androids. And few of them have breached the chasm to be empathetic for both. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, sorry, just kind of adding on. you For the human, like, for us, it's like, oh, I'm not going to feel bad for a machine, basically, because yeah. that's what they are. But if you are a machine, it's like probably a weird gap for you to be like, oh, I'm going to care a lot about this living thing. Because yeah. what is a living thing to you? It's yeah. not like... Same argument, but backwards. Exactly. <laughs> so like there is like us even being like, how could you kill, like torture a spider like that? Yeah. They're just trying to see like their, their machine brains are like analytical and yeah. like... I'm just testing this out. Like they don't I have if the same. Anybody who's listening like really disagrees, and they're like, "No, androids are definitely just machines." I'm curious. I don't know. I mean, I can't they say are, that's an, but I, it's yeah. like the thing is, even I thought it was very interesting that they that this society has humans in this society have so othered androids and been like mm-hmm. we somebody like having empathy for an android that's crazy because yeah. in our society now people imprint on their Roombas yeah. you know what I mean we always I'm always very careful to be very polite to my Alexa and Siri exactly. and I feel bad like if I snap because like sometimes I'll be in a bad mood and then like you know like you'll say something and Alexa or Siri they won't hear you yeah and so then like they'll keep doing the thing you ask them to stop so then you're like oh my god stop yeah. and then I'm like I'm sorry and yeah. then I'll sometimes even be like hey Alexa and so she turns back on I'm like I'm really sorry <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. See, so that's... And maybe Philip didn't quite have that concept when he wrote it, Mm -hmm. because there probably wasn't as much, you know, AI back then. Yeah. We have AI as a part of everyday life now. Yeah. So he might not... And I'm pretty sure this book is actually set in, like, the 90s or something. Oh, isn't it set in, like... I thought it was set in, like, 2019 or something, but I Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, which is still very, very recent. Yeah, so it's, like... definitely had AI. He might not have foreseen... That people would do that so much. Yeah. But maybe... Well, I don't know that we would. And I mean, some people probably don't. I mean, some people probably wouldn't. I just also think when you engage with anything, you should be practicing being the best human you can be because then it's a <laughs> habit. If you ever if you ever get comfortable treating something badly, be mm-hmm. it a, an AI, be it an animal, yeah. well, now it's it's going to be easier and easier to slip into being an unkind person. Yeah. So why don't we just all practice kindness all the time? Because it doesn't, we don't have any way of detecting what, like, like in this situation in the book, 
you can't for sure say that the androids don't have souls because a soul's never really been defined and everyone's going to have a different mm-hmm. definition. So why don't we all just play it safe and be kind regardless? Yeah. Like that's why it doesn't cost anything to be kind. Not at all. Yeah. I think that that's the safe bet. If you're not sure, be kind. Mm-hmm. Across the board. Very true. If the robots ever take over, at least I know I have been kind. <laughs> To, to Alexa and Siri. Listen, there's, it doesn't hurt you in any way to be kind. In fact, it's the best thing you can do. You know what? They should have just been nice to the Terminator. And then, <laughs> then he wouldn't have done it. Uh, the machines no, no, from the Matrix. We should have just been nice to them. Then they wouldn't have destroyed the planet. No, 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 no. no. Self-defense no. is valid. I'm not saying, like, I'm only being nice so that then they won't kill me when there's an uprising. But I'm just saying, No, like, I completely understand what you're yeah. saying. <laughs> I'm just joking. But I do want to see when this book was set. I don't remember. But I think it's set in 2017. When is Blade Runner? I cannot, I cannot search without having a thousand typos. So I just always hope that it gets it. Yeah, 2019 is when it's set. Oh, okay. Yep. So technically, we are past the date... And we do not, to my knowledge, have realistic Nexus 6 androids unless they are um, living amongst us already. Yeah, we, how do we know, you know? I don't know. We don't have a void comp test. I guess we just treat them like normal people, <laughs> which seems to be going just fine. So, this does says say? 1992. What are you talking about? And then it says in later editions 2021. What? When I just looked it up, it says Blade Runner set in 2019. Is that only Blade the Runner? The film takes place in the year 2019, replacing okay. the novel's 1992. 1992. Okay, so regardless, we're Okay, ahead, we're both yeah. right. 1992. Yeah, there yeah were, it I doesn't guess, really yeah. matter. And AI wasn't as big of a... Th- obviously, wasn't. I think it was just beginning to be, a, like, a thing, but not really, like, an everyday life thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, it wasn't in 1992. It is kind of fun to, like, read about... What people thought that, that the yes. future was going to be like. <laughs> it's really interesting. I thought it was kind of funny that they still had like physical magazines when they still yeah. had all this other stuff. Well, that's why I like the the fifth element is kind of the same way where like there's things that I'm like, interesting. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't seem like a futuristic thing now. And then there's like, the, like there's things that they're still part of their society that I'm like, we've moved past this already <laughs> yeah. since you made the movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's other things like I like, the, I love the fact that like the like, um, their, like, food system, like, you can, like, have a restaurant, like, fly over to your window and, like, order from your house. I was like, that's made for that's me. That's pretty nice. It's really nice. <laughs> that's, like, DoorDash Extreme or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's it's very similar. Anyways, so, um, favorite character was Isidore. Least favorite part for me was the spider thing, just because it made me so, so sad for Isidore and the spider. What about you? My least favorite part was when Rick and Rachel had sex. <laughs> That's fair. That was because I kind of enjoyed part. like the the writing and the story context of the other scene. Yeah, that's understandable. Um, my favorite part was the animal salesman, which was I the loved. part, and I marked it on page one sixty eight. Let me find it because it was so funny. Um, so basically, the animal salesmen are essentially like car salesmen mm. of the day. <laughs> So basically, the the salesman is asking Rick when Rick is asking about um, uh, animals. He's asking about rabbits, and so but then this now the now the salesman's about to try and like get him interested in in a goat instead. So um, 
Rick says, well, I don't usually carry around three thou because the guy has been like, so you don't, this is a new price bracket for you, isn't it? Like, cause you're asking about rabbits, but you're saying you have 3000 to put down, which means you can get something like, you know, much, much bigger. And so then the salesman goes, ah, I thought as much, sir, when you mentioned rabbits. The thing about rabbits, sir, is that everybody has one. I'd like to see you step up to the goat class where I feel you belong. <laughs> Frankly, you look more like a goat man to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I like laughed out loud. That was my favorite part. Yeah, that was great. There was my bit of comedy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a good part. I enjoyed I'll that. I'll probably too. also just make that my favorite quote for simplicity's sake and because it made me giggle. My favorite quote was, um, let me find it again. Whoops. Sorry. Um, it was a uh, Isidore quote. This is one, um, Isidore is kind of like happy because there's the, the androids are hanging out with him now. Mm-hmm. And it said, you have to be with other people, he thought, in order to live it all. I mean, before they came here, I could stand it. But now it's changed. You can't go back, he thought. Aww. You can't go from people to non-people. <laughs> and I was like, didn't we all true. just do that? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, that hits. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that hits. It does. <laughs> also, at the end... Um, this is um, our boy, Rick. He, maybe I can. Maybe I'll go where I can see stars. He said to himself as the car gained velocity and altitude. It headed away from San Francisco toward the uninhabited desolation to the north, to the place where no living thing would go, not unless it felt that the end had come. <gasps> I just think that's a good line. That was a really good line. There was a lot of good lines. That was a really good one. How many pinkies up would you give this book? I give it four. I gave it five. Oh, nice. But I have, okay, but sci-fi is really, really hard. So I feel like he nailed this, mm-hmm. and that says a lot for sci-fi. Yeah. And it was so, and it was, and it was fast-paced, which I love a fast-paced book. It was concise. I didn't feel like there was anything in here that didn't need to be in here. I loved it. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. I, I also enjoyed it. Good recommendation, Sebastian. Yes, thank you, Sebastian. Well, <laughs> next week we're doing, um, what, we're going to shake hands? Yeah. Shake hands. Good job to you, too. <laughs> that was the most, like, pretentious thing that we've done. Oh, it's really good show. It's really good show. Um, next week, we're doing uh, The Lightning Thief, which is, like, I think that one is my all-time favorite books ever since I was a child. Who didn't Obsessed, love it? I iconic. believe they're making, are they making a series out of it, they're I think? They're doing a new show, yes. Which is so exciting, because we were all a little disappointed. By the movies. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, we love Logan Lerman, though. I do. And Alexander Daddario, although I thought it was a weird choice for Annabeth, but I I like her individually. She is weird. I, everyone's, like, so thirsty for Logan Lerman now. Well, all because of that. <laughs> no, 100%. Because I, I didn't know the name of any celebrity before that movie came out, and then I was like, I'm, gonna, I'm oh, going to I just meant, like, choose. in recent years. Oh, in recent years? <laughs> yeah. I, see, at that point, I was just like, I'm going to choose to be in love with Logan Lerman from this point onwards. <laughs> because he first mm, I pick him. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, he has, like, kind of, like, floppy, like, salt and pepper hair now. Did you Ooh. know that? It looks sexy on him. Does it? And I'm, I saw like, him in him. some, there was some show I wanted to watch that he's in recently that just looked like a really good oh. show. Oh, the Hunt Hunters? Yeah, 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 yeah. It looked really good. I haven't seen it. I've heard so it's good. He, like, kills Nazis or something. Well, I mean, you know, what's not to love? Good for you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean, it has to be said, the, like, steampunk uh, 
uh, oh, Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers. It's yes. absolutely maybe the best it's movie excellent. ever. That was a movie I stumbled across. <laughs> just stumbled across it one day, and I've watched it like three times. Oh, it's because so the good. the second, like, I didn't even know he was in it when I started watching it. So then it was the best movie ever. <laughs> it is looking so good. Also, our boy Mr. Darcy is in it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Wow, what a film. What a film. <laughs> it's a good film. <laughs> Anyways, if you guys want to read along, dig out your copy. Mine is on the yes, couch right now and find it's falling your old apart. Weather beaten copy. Mine is very beaten up. Oh yeah, mine too. Mine was my brother's and the cop mm-hmm. the cover is falling off. <laughs> yeah, this is the one that we share between all of us siblings and I ended up with it. <laughs> nice. And I've I mean which is fair because I've read it the most. I mm-hmm. mean I've easily read this series. I've definitely read it more than I read Tiger's Curse. So mm-hmm. i this is definitely the book I've read the most out of any series. Nice. Although I have not read it since before high school oh i don't think so this is exciting a treat for you well because i read it on repeat yes for so many yes. years but then i was suddenly like i need to take a break it's like when i watched gilmore girls on repeat for years so i'm like now i gotta take a break oh yeah yeah, yeah. Ooh, take a breather <laughs> i read it a couple years ago because i was reading the whole series out loud to ben when he was little oh that's so, so sweet. i you know it's not like completely far removed from my brain yeah. but i'm always excited to read it yeah. again so. it's awesome um so if you guys want to join us next week for that we'll be doing um the lightning thief and i think that's it i think that's it i don't think we have any more updates uh you can visit us on the instagram uh we're on the facebook of course as well if anyone still uses facebook yeah um, i'm gonna start up the twitter what to say i think i haven't I think done Spoons it yet is gonna this do week the, i'm gonna thing. i think put it up nice and then we're also on the TikTok where I post some marginally funny videos. She's great. Thank you. Follow follow the TikTok. Follow the TikTok. Some of it's really misogyny funny. Misogyny TikTok, not, not welcome. Misogyny TikTok, no thank you. Please. <laughs> please do not. Please do not. Do not interact. Do not perceive us. Would not, do not perceive us. Do not perceive me. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So um, if you guys have any book recs, like this one was a book rec. We've done some other book recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um Send it our way. You can email us at contact.thatpretentiousbookclub.com or reach out on social media. We love hearing from you guys. If you guys have anything that you wanted to say about this book or any other books that we've done or the next book, yeah. then reach out because this is a club. Send we us a hear line. From you. Exactly. Drop us a line. Yep. There. Send us a <laughs> message. Drop us a line. Send us a line, everyone. Send us a line. Line. That's, line. Uh, I was going to say, it sounds like you're asking for a pickup line. Wow. Someone please I get send it. us a line. <laughs> I got a line for you. Uh, hey, are you a... Nope. No. Are you... <laughs> are you uh Hey, do you he... wear a red lipstick habitually? <laughs> <laughs> because you look like a slut to me. <laughs> Definitely take tips from us if you're trying to That's how someone. you pick someone up. Wait, I was going to do an Android-related one. I was trying to think of one, too, and I couldn't. Let's do uh, let's do a Shadow and Bone one. Okay. Hey, honey, are you a heart render? Because m- mine's beating a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, take me now, heart render. <laughs> or what would you pick the scenario? Holy crap. Take me now, soldier. <laughs> that's me flirting with Nina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, we clearly have a lot of experience with uh, pickup lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're hot. We're fun. We're sexy. We're with it. We get it. I know who Ryan Gosling is. <laughs> <laughs> if you also know who Ryan Gosling is. 
Join us next time for the lightning thief. And with that, um, keep your teacup full. Your pinkies high. And your book club. Pretentious. Goodbye.